welcome to the Triple Takeover Toycast, a new regular podcast about Transformers and occasionally other vintage and related toy lines from the 80s and 90s. This is episode one, and your hosts are Transformers toy writer and photographer Liam from Toybox Soapbox. Hello. We've got Sixo, also a toy writer, photographer, and also YouTuber. Hello. And there's myself, Maz from Transformers Square One. We're kicking off this series of podcasts by discussing our favourite gimmicks, or just all gimmicks, from the Transformers toy line. But first of all, lads, how are you doing? Good, thanks. I'm all right here. Yeah, very good, very good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you very much. You had a good week? Uh, not too bad here. It's uh, obviously still uh, it's lockdown, isn't it? So there's not really too much going on, generally speaking. But uh, yeah, otherwise it's been all right. Yeah, same here. It's pretty much just uh, walking to work. Getting through work, walking home from work. You see, I work from home, so <laughs> my my walking is slightly limited in that regard. But... Shuffle to work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Roll out of bed to work. <laughs> I've been being shaken up all week by earthquakes, three to four magnitude, something like 2,000 earthquakes now in the last week here in Iceland. Now they're telling us there's going to be a volcanic eruption, but wow. this afternoon they were telling us actually it's not going to be that big of a deal and maybe just a couple of fissures here and there. A couple of rocks might pop up, might be some gas. Just a couple of things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just completely normal. Yeah, no, there was something on the news here, actually. It said last year we were dealing with COVID, this year it's earthquakes and volcanoes, and there was just a a shot of 2022 March with the the ship from Independence Day just hovering over (laughs) it. That's pretty much all that's left. I was going to say, like, um, are we going to have to start addressing mail to Maz in New Pompeii? It's going to to look like. (laughs) Well, you know, if we get a big enough earthquake or volcano, that's pretty much the Iceland island split in half. How much, how much mail do you send him, Liam? Well, nothing yet, but if he lived in New Pompeii, I'd send loads. <laughs> crisps. They're already, se- they're already sending me crisps. Send crisps. <laughs> yeah. Just like boxes of frazzles. So, Transformers gimmicks. Uh... We actually posted something on Twitter just before recording this episode where we asked a bunch of people about Transformers gimmicks and I'm sure they've probably mentioned loads that we haven't thought of, but uh, Sixo, why don't we start with you telling us what your favourite Transformers gimmick has been? Sure thing. Uh, Well, I mean, obviously there are loads and uh, it's very hard to pick one. I think what was interesting for me reading the Twitter thread particularly was actually just so many that I'd completely forgotten about you know and uh just immediately kind of reading through them uh, like someone mentioned laser rods from generation two uh and I was you know straight away I was like oh my god that's such a good suggestion because it is really really cool I, I wouldn't say personally it's my favorite do you know what I mean but it just kind of reminded me uh particularly from that era of toys just how many great gimmicks there are uh I think for me though it's headmasters I think headmasters generally speaking are my favorite and do you have a particular favorite headmaster like did you have loads of them as a kid or did you come into them as an adult start discovering them when you came back to collecting yeah um i definitely had them as a kid like so for me the 1987 lot are like the big ones do you know what i mean They're, that's the my definitely my favorite year of headmasters i'd actually say to the point where 1987 for me though particularly the autobots uh, i do love the decepticon ones as well but particularly the autobots i just think that was done so well that it surpasses anything that's been done in terms of headmasters you know in the years since certainly like even better than 1988 which was still good but you know i particularly love the 87 year and then obviously it's a gimmick that's been redone you know with titan's return and stuff like that since but i just kind of feel like it's never been done quite as well as that original 
uh, that original year when it was when it was new and i'm sure there's a bit of you know nostalgia tinted glasses with that um you know no doubt that people listening to it that you know maybe grew up after generation one might be like oh yeah of course but I just I think there's just something so satisfying about them. I can't really explain it. It's just the, the execution, the engineering, everything. I just think it's absolutely spot on with those original toys. Uh, but but beyond that, you know, just the concept of robots with little men that turn into their heads, but then they also can like ride in the vehicles and all of that kind of clobber. I just think it's just flawless. It's do you quite think a callback to? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, do you think some of that with the eighty-seven toys is because? it's the first year where Hasbro were really kind of free to get as creative as they want because before that they're Maybe. still sort of shackled to Diaclone and then you've got the movie toys where they're doing something new for the first time. Yeah. And then after that, it really becomes their toy line, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a good well, point. The thing is, um, that whole Headmasters, Target Master era is, is quite inspired by Diaclone in a way. It's, like, it's a callback to that with pilots that are integral to the functioning of the larger robot and even though with target masters it's less so because you don't need the target master to still enjoy the toy and have a, a solid robot mode and a vehicle mode and actually i think the original takara concept boards for the headmasters were not pitched as headmasters they were just pitched as another line of transformers so things like uh hard head and all these toys and the and the decepticon ones they were just pitched as you know like a transforming bat or a transforming wolf and without, i remember without, that the, uh, without the head gimmick. yeah w- without the headmaster gimmick at all so you had the ape face board which actually had a really cool us air force f-16 as the jet mode and uh you had the gorilla and uh snapdragon had like a dinosaur mode and the sr-71 blackbird and of course there's the stingray that wasn't made uh, I think it was oh, in the yeah. vault book that I was first shown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, and the same thing for the Target Masters. You know, the concept boards from those had four Decepticon jets. Not not the three that we actually got, but there was yeah. a fourth one as well that never got made. And there's no sign of any sort of Nebulon or Pilot or Small Companion in those. They're just pitched as another line of transforming jets and, and animals. It's really interesting. You have to wonder when that gimmick came in then. At what, because obviously a bit of a later down the line thing that someone at some point went, little men that's the secret here like we need to get more little men on the case here but uh, but you're right it's interesting tying it back to diaclone as well because i suppose that's not how people tend to think of it and i think actually if the build of the toys was the same as what had come from diaclone you know the, the hand-me-downs maybe people would feel differently about it because you always get don't you those people that feel that 1987 was such a kind of split from everything that had come prior yeah, there's like that line that's drawn, isn't there, by people? Yeah. And it is it's funny when you talk about it, because it is, like you say, very, I don't know, like a homage, homage? Yeah, to Diaclone. But at the same time, it's the toys are so plasticky and big, it's just completely different from the sort of more small, fragile right. uh, die-cast toys that came before. Yeah, I for me, I always, I'll be honest, I know it's, it's a bit of a hot take, I guess, but I prefer the, the later toys. Like, I prefer a 1987 toy over a 1984 toy. That's just me. And, uh, like, I obviously, I love the 1984 stuff. I love the Diaclone stuff. But it's, in terms of their be, them being toys, I think, actually, the 87 stuff is superior, personally, just because it's, you know, a bit more durable and kind of has a bit more of a play pattern to it and whatever else. Whereas I think well, that they the, weren't all durable. I mean, Hardhead's true. chest flap is is one that comes to mind immediately, and you know, there's uh, the 1988. Yeah, that's horrible fair. as well. Oh yeah, horrible so, is is yeah. horrible. <laughs> oh, they exactly. Someone had to say it. 
But I know what you mean. I actually came to appreciate the 1987 onward line uh, more of a, as an adult than I ever did as a kid, even though I loved those toys. And I think I probably spent more years playing with, uh, with the later headmasters and target masters that I had than the first few runs of toys, even though I remembered those more fondly. Uh, yeah, it's only as an adult that uh, I started really getting into collecting all of 87. And I think 87 is actually probably the line that I am closest to having everything from now mm. in my current collection. I Ooh, think. What are you missing? Uh, a vintage Fort Max uh, and a six shot. And strangely, Battle Trap. I think, oh. I, think I may have everything from 87. Um, this I'm, does not surprise me. I'm I'm just, nor, nor me. I'm just thinking now, like, do I... I'm trying to think of something I don't have. There may be one or two, but... But, but you see, I, my, my parameters are different because I don't have a vintage Fort Max. I have an Encore <laughs> Fort Max. But that, to me, is... That's fine. <laughs> that's box ticked. Whereas your, your parameters are different in that regard. Cause... Well, I, in the end, I just, you know, I reached the age of 40 and midlife crisis kicked in and I, I went and bought an Encore Fort Max as well. So that's, that's the one in my collection now. I think it's the way forward, honestly. I think it's so... The, the Encore release is so good... To me, I, I know that there is a distinction, obviously, between that and the vintage, the vintage one. But uh, why not? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's to have it new. Do you know what I mean? If for for a, such a good price now, still, uh, and to have that toy, which is still one of the best Transformers toys of all time, I think. Um, not just because it's big, just because it's such a great toy. Uh, I just think it can't be beat. No, I, I can't deny taking it out of the box for the first time. I, I was quite wowed, and and this was at a period where. I wasn't buying a lot of toys and I'd actually had it since September, but I only opened it. I think it was January when I finally got to open it and it was spectacular. Yeah, you were, you, I'm not going to lie. You were you were slightly driving me a bit potty with not opening it. Because it <laughs> every time we spoke and I was like, have you, have you played with that Fort Max yet? And you were like, no, man, it's still in the box. And I'm like, dude, just <laughs> crack it open. So, so which one is your favorite headmaster of all of them? Is it Fort Max then? Um, I do, you know, I guess it's a difficult one because I didn't have Fort Max as a kid, obviously. Um, and actually, funny story about Fort Max, and I will come back to your question. Um, but I remember uh, thinking that who is Fort Max as a kid? Because, uh, you know, I read the comics a lot as a, as a child and, and the Marvel comics, and obviously he's a big character in that. Um, and so I loved Fort Max as a, as a character, but he was always a bit of an enigma in some ways. And then, because he was never in any of the... Um, catalogs that we got in the uk or anything like that so it was kind of like who is this this guy do you know what i mean that they keep kind of featuring well unless you were santiago jones and, and entered, <laughs> entered a competition a coloring yes. competition i think it was and ended up in the newspaper for not winning it <laughs> did he become so second close. place he was second yep. place <laughs> yep. that's hilarious oh dear yeah i do love that story um but yeah no so he was just kind of a bit of an enigma but then some kid at school uh told us that they had a fort max toy and and we were all like yeah yeah okay whatever and then he turned up with the with the head one day on i, I never what? ever it's one of yeah, my we did get them eventually in the 90s in the uk there were sh uh, shops in i think it was great yarmouth or, or something like that they that actually right? gray market fort maxes yeah there's a couple in the uk with uk price tags that's uh, that were sold i know um andy from kapow had one and uh, and of course we had the one in Hamleys, which was quite a famous one. That it was you know yeah. the colouring competition in Hamleys, but the sad part is that I I was told that over the course of the competition, people were just nicking bits off it. This Fort Max that was on display. So eventually, <laughs> I think the one oh, that man. was left was probably like one you'd find in a in an old kids collection now. Someone nicked the head. 
well, and other things and everything <laughs> else. But there will be people in the UK who did get a Fort Max here in the UK. That's mad. Well, I say yeah, here in the UK, but I'm not in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this kid at Scott, I remember distinctly him turning up with this, like, you know, obviously fairly normal sized robot and flipping it over to become the head. And all of us, you know, all the kids at school just being like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? It was, too, I, And it's one of my childhood memories that I is just so cl crystal clear do you know what I mean so but yeah I no, never had Fort Max as a kid love it as an adult is it a favorite I mean I have three versions of the thing do you know what I mean so it's definitely up oh there. my gosh <laughs> um yeah and uh I don't know otherwise I really love Brainstorm he's a big he's I don't know there's just something about the color of that toy that I really love um he's definitely a favorite of mine uh and Skull Cruncher maybe as well I think yeah Good shout. Liam, you have a favourite headmaster? Uh, yeah, it's probably Chrome Dome. As, as a kid, I had the three Autobot headmasters, and the one I didn't have was Hardhead, so he was obviously the one I wanted the most. Yeah. But um, another kid at school had it, and so I coveted it. And you know how you swap toys and stuff at playtime? And yeah, you play with I always wanted Hardhead. Whereas I think if I'd, if I'd have had him, I'd have coveted Chrome Dome, because I think he was the best, best one. Chrome Dome is pretty ace. It's a good toy. Yeah. It, no, it's, never it's saw a those... Fort Max. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I don't even remember seeing a lot of the the very common toys in the UK. I think I was just uh, had blinkers on when I used to go to the toy store. Was only looking for a Thundercracker, or only looking for Jazz, or only looking for Ramjet, and just not seeing half of what was on the shelf or in Argos at the time. Just looking for that one, and being really disappointed in Argos when I thought I'd ordered a Jazz, and then this toy i'd never seen before in the cartoon it came rolling down the conveyor belt later realized it was a smoke screen which you know you know you can't find many g1 collectors who don't love smoke screen no. but yeah no yeah chrome dome chrome dome is another one i came to appreciate as an adult when i had a really nice version of it but i'd seen it in many used collections and i yeah. always thought it was not great until i had a nice it's one Something about that, to yeah, it's a bit like Rekgar for me, and and mm. obviously that's you know a bit off topic, but but those sorts of toys that just like you know I know I've told you this before, but I had a very kind of not necessarily beaten up, but just a bit shabby copy of Rekgar, and I was always a bit nonplussed by it. Do you know what I mean? It was always kind of like eh. And then when I finally got at TFN a couple of years ago a completely mint and unstickered Rekgar. I was in love with it. It's just absolutely changed my opinion about that toy, and I think yeah, just some... all jointed shoulders. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing for a G one toy. Yeah, great, I think, I think really we're... good height chunk. Real like yeah. real, yeah, proper chunk. And rubber tires going... when rubber tires were you know going out of style. <laughs> go Liam. <laughs> oh no, I was, I was just going to go back to Chrome Dome and say I think we're, they're all quite futuristic, aren't they? But with Chrome Dome, he feels more futuristic because he's got so much detail on his car mode. There's all these like mm. little bits and bobs that makes him look a bit like the DeLorean in some ways. There's a lot of extra yeah. bits, whereas the others are all very smooth and sort of futuristic style. But it's not, true, actually. Yeah, he's quite greebly, his, his chrome yeah. zone. Uh, Super cool head sculpt, too. Very cool. Very, very cool, indeed. Uh, but they're all good. They're all good. Those All those toys. And one thing I really appreciate about that lineup as well, particularly the Autobots, is how different the heights of them are. I really like that actually mm. the, the ground guys are much taller, particularly Hardhead is massive, uh, you know, versus Brainstorm, who actually, you know, comparatively is, is quite small, um, which is not something that you see in a lot of those sorts of lineups. Like I'm really trying to think now of like a line of toys you know a subgroup of transformers like that where the head where the where the sizes vary as much as the headmasters because uh, i do think it's unusual yeah absolutely i think um 
I was also quite surprised how much bigger Chrome Dome was, especially yeah. than than the others in, in robot mode. And like looking at the Decepticon ones, they're quite you know they're quite uniform as far as size goes. Yeah, Weird Wolf is a bit smaller, isn't he? But um, but otherwise, yeah. <laughs> never, never seen a toy look more ridiculous from the back than Weird Wolf. And oh, you know, it's, it's very important how your toys look from the back. As yeah, as, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a hilarious toy. Weird, Weird Wolf is one actually that doesn't um, can have some problems. I think like loose joints yeah. and stuff like that. That's yes. that's one that doesn't. It's not the most robust toy, certainly. Uh, it's one to be careful. And, with. It's really difficult to find in in really good condition as well. Yeah, definitely. I've really, never really seen tricky. one in the flesh. It's a fun toy. Really, really it fun is toy. a really nice looking toy, it's, and it's it, it stands out as being the yellow one of the yeah, group as well, definitely. really nicely. Uh, I can't tell you how many uh, headmasters I remember the Space Bridges bought secondhand, and you know they've just been advertised oh, no looking with nothing. But then you open up the flap, and the headmaster the headmaster is in the flap. You know, it's riding the the character, and the, whoever's selling it never thought to sort of go through the, oh, the what, canopies. They're in the or the, yeah, they're there. Yeah, they're, you, know. you don't they don't hear them rattling around in there. I mean. I don't know if you're not familiar with the toys like yeah, yeah, what yeah. would you imagine that was so I think I think part of the reason that I appreciate the original lot the 1987 lot over the 88 crew is because look as an adult I love the 88 crew and actually they're bigger than I thought they were going to be I always before I got them I never had them as a as a kid but before I got them I kind of imagined that they were going to be significantly smaller you know particularly yeah, being Siren Siren yeah, towers over the rest of them doesn't yeah, it yeah 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 he's, he's, I mean he's the same size as the 87 toys which mm-hmm. is really weird to see because uh, you know you have this impression of them as particularly because their little head dudes are so much smaller as, as being tiny toys you know they're headmaster juniors but they're not that small um and uh yeah but it's all the additional little bits isn't it and i can just imagine all of that getting lost and i just i like the kind of cohesiveness of the gimmick with the original crew i think the cockpits work better on the 87 lot generally mm-hmm. other than maybe like on nightbeat and a few examples um definitely on the decepticons the cockpits work better on the 87 lot versus yeah, the 88 crew I'll, I'll never forget the nostalgic hit of getting a nice good condition ape face as an adult and yeah just seeing that dreamy translucent green canopy it just took me immediately <laughs> back to being seven years old and getting my first childhood ape face and i you know i had no idea who that character was i was still watching transformers the movie and the odd vhs of season one and two I, i'd never seen season three i'd never seen rebirth I, I wasn't reading the marvel comics and in fact the day i bought ape face I, I was bought a marvel comic along with it which i think oh. Since then, I've realised is the head like the Headmasters mini series or something like that. But yeah, that that canopy on on Ape Face is just it takes me straight back to 1987, like like a smell would. It's just it's yeah. insane. I never I never had it as a kid, but I, there's a there's a bit from the comic Marvel comic. It's the it's the US storyline, but obviously it was reprinted in the UK as well, which is a very memorable Ape Face moment. If you've not seen it, I think it's during the Underbase saga, and there's a bit where uh, two sets of Decepticons go to battle with one another because there's there's like various different factions of Decepticons in the comic and whatever else. Uh, it's quite yeah, it's kind of quite a complicated plot. But um, uh, but there's Ape Face ends up fighting Rampage of all people, and Rampage tears Ape Face's arm off. Uh, at which point Ape Face beats, picks it up, and beats Rampage with it. And it's just <laughs> it's one of those uh, panels as, as a kid that you're just like I don't know, it just sticks in your brain, I guess. Um, so yeah, no uh, Headmasters for me definitely the big one. And I know it's been done obviously since, as I said, you know, with Titans Return and 
you know, it's a bit kind of the the Oprah Winfrey of headmasters, isn't it? Like you're going to be a headmaster, and you're going to be a headmaster. Everybody's <laughs> going to be a headmaster. It's uh, you know, but uh, that was fun as well. Like it's definitely cool, and you know, I do love some of those new toys, uh, like Scorponok at the moment, the Earthrise Scorponok. I'm in love with. I just think it's exceptional. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it took about four articles, but you did eventually get there with your top <laughs> ten, didn't you? To tell us that Scorponok, after 15 honourable mentions, was your top 10. It's called Oh, showman- wait, is it finished? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's called showmanship, darlings. Oh, incredible. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully it was worth waiting for. But um, Toy looks incredible. looks it's, absolutely brilliant. It's grand. It's really, really it good. It's a fantastic toy. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, the really vintage something. is a stunning toy. Uh, having one of those for the first time a few years ago was, was mm. quite amazing. And I remember seeing that toy in shops all the time and just thinking I have no interest in that and you know I, I wish I had made better decisions as a kid because you know how could you not fall in love with that figure and imagine I can just imagine as a seven-year-old what that would have been like so oh, what, I, I, I love Scorponok I actually had um, a, an older one uh, which I still have actually uh, can, uh, it's in my sales pile um, you know which I've just had for years and uh, a mate of mine what the sales pile yeah we know <laughs> yeah yeah the sales pile <laughs> is never ending honestly I'll, I'll get i'll finish it off eventually so uh my wife will be very happy when it's done uh but yeah the uh the the scorpion that i had a mate a very good mate of mine uh who i've known for you know decades now uh he came around with his two boys uh and the the elder one who actually at the time i think would have been seven at the time um about two years ago so yeah about seven and uh he you know was looking for something to play with and whatever else and i was like well do you want to check this out and just gave him scorponok and obviously you know g1 scorponok and as you say his eyes just lit up i've never seen joy on a child's face before quite like it and it was a real i mean obviously you know i share uh transformers and stuff with my son but it for me it was at the time just like a real uh, great moment do you know what i mean just to see this this little face just absolutely encapsulated you know just so in love with this thing um particularly as i guess we lose sight of that don't we yeah yeah as you do adult you do. collectors you definitely do you definitely do Even I, if you have I remember kids, giving ape face to my daughter for the first time and you know ape face is not a toy that many g1 collectors will tell you is aged well uh yeah and she was just smitten with it i've, I've still got in my favorites folder on my phone this picture of my daughter playing just whooshing around this jet going shoosh, with a g18 face and, there you go. in jet mode and there's just something about those toys that is what it's about and and that is the mark of a good toy ultimately is the, you know if if you can put it into a child's hands and they're happy with it that's good criteria realistically isn't it so absolutely um, and you know is, is it well made and durable and all of that kind of stuff as well of course is important and uh you know, there are definitely toys that I wouldn't give to to my boy because I know that they're just going to break. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's not good either. But um, but yeah, uh, Scorponok is a is a is a great example. Anyway, that's a really really good toy for sure. You know, so. you were mentioning in Titans Return, like everyone got a headmaster. Uh-huh. One of the best examples of I think that working nicely and and having some meaning was the uh, quick switch repaint. Yeah, six shot. of course. Because you know, there's so much in that G1 quick switch that says to you, "This was probably supposed to be a headmaster." Even in the instructions, yeah. you know, it's a picture of Brainstorm's headmaster yeah. on his head in the instructions, like, and just the boxy shape of it and all the rest of it, and you just know that that was supposed to be a headmaster. It, it it really does look like it, doesn't it? And even the design of the head, as you say, the the kind of boxy head. Um, 
It's even got. I'm trying to think from memory now. It's even got the little flap, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, and the two little wings going back yeah, as well. But yes, yeah, it does trying, have the the cover. I was trying to think. Yeah, the little flap for the on the forehead flap or whatever that covers the face. Um, yeah, I I think it's a no brainer. I remember discussing this before and just being like, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, I guess the fact that he finally got to be a headmaster uh, in a later iteration is really really good. But a repaint of six shot. Yeah, which makes sense as he was six shot son, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah, originally. Um, no drill but, tank. Sadly, no drill tank. Is there no drill tank on that? No. On that, on that toy? No, it, it is pretty much just six shots modes. Mm. Okay. Because well, it, it, it was part of that... Um, is it, was it set, Siege of it? Cybertron? It was either yeah, the Velocitron one or the Siege Chaos of Cybertron. Chaos on Velocitron set. was one. Chaos on, and, yeah. Yeah. So he came with one of those sets and you know, typically they would just be repainted. But of course they had the clones in as well. But yeah. that was a really lovely toy. That, uh, I loved that mold and quick switch was really nice i mean and i i think you and i and i don't know about you liam but certainly 60 and i are in the minority and that we really really liked you on quick switch actually i love it no i'm quite fond of him i had him as a kid so he's quite nostalgic and i've still got him now he's that good did, did you have him just as something a kid? fun i never saw I him as a did. kid no neither did i oh no i had also had did you have the ladybird book where he appears no Oh, I never, never saw that one. No, I, yeah, I, I remember had the, the, the very common ones you used to see in a in a Safeways or a Sainsbury's. I think those are the ones I had. I, th- I think I'm going to disappoint you though because I remember getting it, and I remember my first thought when I opened it was, "What is this?" <laughs> I, I was I was that sort of confused by it and disappointed. I was like, "Look at it going, what?" It's like I liked the idea of it as a kid. I was like, "Oh, six modes," and then you kind of pulled it out, and it it just I don't know. It it's so square, but it's one of that I grew to love after playing with it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a weird toy, I mean, no doubt, and I can see why people maybe don't rate some of the modes. You know, but it I... turns into a boat, and so few Transformers turn into a boat. It's true. How many do? There's Sea Spray. There's a, mi- there's a Sea Watch. Sea Watch, yeah. One of the little. See, we're already into the weeds with that. Get into the boat. Yeah, one of the MicroMasters, uh, and that's yeah. You're right. When you get down to one of the MicroMasters, you know that you're kind of reaching the end of the list. Really, yeah. there's a MicroMaster, and that's your go-to as well. Display. That's like straight away. Yeah. So few. Can we scourge a boat? Is it, is it space a bar boat. of soap? Space boat. Space soap. Space yeah. soap. Um, so, do you know how we were just talking about uh, Scorponok as a kid? Could yeah. I just tell a quick story about that? So Christmas. 1988 i don't know why me and my cousin knew that all of our presents were at his house but we knew they were and so we went around and you know searching for them as you're not supposed to do and we found them we found all of them in there there was two of everything there's lots of other toys but the ones that stick out were there were two power master optimus primes so we both like high-fiving woohoo we've got those (laughs) but there was just one scorpionock one oh man and you didn't know who was going to get it well, no, at the time, I was convinced it was me. I was like, oh, that's oh. my grandma. That's a my grandma present. And I was laughing. And there I was securing this knowledge it was going to be mine. And it bloody wasn't. Oof. Yeah. Denied. That one, that, one, that one still rankles to this day. I mean, I've got it now. And every time I look at it, that's all I think of. You were knock blocked. Yeah. It just <laughs> pops into my head all of the time. I don't know. What would be worse, though? Discovering it and knowing that one of you is going to get it and it turning out not to be you when you thought it would be. Or if you'd just not known and on the day you guys opened the presents and he just ended up with a Scorponok and you didn't. I, I, I think probably that one, to be honest. I think I'd probably be more shocked and annoyed. 
Whereas then I'd sort of built myself up to it. I just was kind of in a state of disbelief. It was just kind of <laughs> this like frozenness. On the one hand, it was like I was so excited by Power Master Optimus Prime, but then this was just like eating away at me slightly. <laughs> it was almost like I'd like crashed and just needed rebooting like an hour later. Oh man! So what's what's your favourite headmaster, Liam? Uh, probably Chrome Dome. I think we've gone through that. Haven't yeah, we, we have. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say. I was just yeah, kind prime of prime cut material there. Prime cut, cut rewind on the material. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Bumper. <laughs> it's all he good. He wasn't a headmaster, was he? <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them come with a detached head, so I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, do you know? It's funny you're mentioning the Christmas memory actually, because that just reminded me of something. I remembered it was must have been at eighty-six or eighty-seven Christmas. Uh, my mum doesn't know this. Um, she's probably not going to be listening. This. It's fine. But uh, I I peeked into one of my Christmas presents, and it was Metroplex. And it's the only time, God's honour, that you know I've ever peeked at a Christmas present in my entire life. Uh, I remember looking at the box and being like, <gasps> and knowing it was for me, and just being so excited. I mean, I was you know little, obviously, um, and I just peeked slightly under the corner of the paper and just saw that it was Metroplex, and I was like, you know, dead excited and what have you. But then instantly felt so bad and so guilty about it that the whole thing has has like burned in my brain if you like as this sort of like terrible thing that I did um and I, I, for that reason now I'm like totally cool about not knowing what Christmas presents are and whatever else uh, it sort of stuck with me if that's makes sense man we were did not similar to your enjoyment of getting it <laughs> Yeah. It, it did a little bit yeah if i'm i'm not gonna lie like I, I love metroplex and i loved getting it but there was i remember like a slight feeling of guilt at like having peaked at what it was um which is a weird thing because it was just in my own head that guilt if that makes sense like nobody put that on me nobody else even knew do you know what i mean but it's it's definitely kind of stuck with me yeah all right so <laughs> shall we move on to liam what is your favorite gimmick Transformers. Well, tough question, and this will surprise you. I'm going to pick Micromasters. Oof. Good call. Long I mean, time I know I wouldn't have considered those that a gimmick, but yeah, it's just of course it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's it might be a whole line, but is it a gimmick? Well, yeah, yeah well, at gimmick. the time, small, small well, as a gimmick. It's yeah. a gimmick. Yeah, it's shrunk down. That's the whole selling point, isn't it? They've basically just copied micro machines and turned them into little <laughs> robots. But I suppose, I suppose cool. if we're gonna, yeah, I suppose if we're gonna go there. I suppose it's more interactivity, isn't it? That's the gimmick. You've got little transformers, little bases. There's even a fire station, spaceships, all sorts of stuff. Little ramps. Everything connects together, and it's just beautiful. I would agree. It does I think, have amazing variety. Yeah. Yeah, Micromaster's true highlight. And the boat. There's a boat. There's a boat. And there's there's, a boat. there's <laughs> definitely a boat. <laughs> they, yeah. They cover everything in Micromaster's, don't they? They go through like there's combiners. There's there's little tankers and trucks and trains everything they really plowed through it in the space of two years i mean the primary two years that micromasters obviously it kind of you know you do get some after that in uh you know japan and what have you but they really kind of plowed through a lot of stuff in that two years didn't they but i think it's just it's impossible to not love micromasters but do you have a, a favorite liam um yeah i think well it's more of a base isn't it the sky stalker base nice it's great a, choice Big giant space shuttle that just converts into a strange little battle station with a ramp on the front, and it's just fantastic. And obviously, it's piloted by a Porsche. That's true. Porsche, Porsche nine five nine, no less. Of course, you know that. 
of yeah well, that was the primary selling point for me was the was the micromaster i remember picking that one out <laughs> i love you just like throw, throwing the space shuttle away just like <laughs> <laughs> this old tap. i think it's the only master it's the only micromaster i had as a kid as well the only micromaster was uh was skystalker base yeah it's the only one i had really? i think it was actually probably the very last transformer i ever owned as a child the last yeah, one i was bought up uh, no, no, got a classic Sunstreaker actually a couple of years afterwards. But yeah, say. but that, that was almost a nostalgia thing. <laughs> you didn't have Action Masters? Even back then. No, didn't have Action Masters, no uh, Pretenders. Um, I don't think I even had any Autobot Headmasters. Just uh, just the two Horrorcons and Skullcruncher, and yeah, and just Skystalker. Maz, not to derail the uh, discussion a moment, but you know I just brought up Sunstreaker. I might have mentioned him. <laughs> so... Uh, could I just tell you, do you remember how I mentioned that I bought a KO of Sunstreaker? Right. So, um, I didn't mention that when I bought it. I was slightly drunk. <laughs> so, when it when it arrived, it arrived in a box. It looked immaculate. And when I, when I bought it, I was looking at the picture, the one picture mm. in the box, all there. So, I unwrap it. And it's the first time I've ever handled a Sunstreaker, so I'm excited. But I'm looking at it thinking, something's missing, and I can't figure out why it looks strange. I'm like looking at it, everything, you know, the toy, there's nothing broken, it's never been transformed, there's no stickers on it, it's absolutely immaculate. And then it hits me, there's no accessories. So after oh, all of this time, no I finally, no, so after <laughs> like nearly 40 years, I finally got a Sunstreaker, oh, but he's got no hands, no missiles, none of those little upside down wine glasses that go on his shoulders. Nothing, and it's going to cost me more to buy those accessories to, to in than it would have to, you know, just buy the toy. That's so annoying. We'll just find yeah. you a good vintage one. Just yeah, find well, you a proper Sunstreaker. Yeah, this is, you've it, been waiting too long to be disappointed again. It, it's taught me a lesson, and I don't really dabble in chaos anyway. And this one is terrible because like, <laughs> I don't like, think the lesson is chaos here, mate. I think the lesson no. is don't buy drunk. <laughs> yeah, there's two lessons. It's a, a teaching <laughs> moment, isn't it? Multiple lessons here. But it, it's it's oh god, it's like the front of it. It's like his his feet are like two different size shoes. It's like one's a nine and one's a nine and a half. It's just nothing is right with this toy. Oh, that's unfortunate. That that shouldn't yeah. be one's first experience of a Sunstreaker. No. No. It sh- should so. just be everlasting happiness and fulfillment. That is kind of a problem with those early Diaclone. I'm gonna I'm gonna get roasted for saying this, but those early Diaclone toys, that is that's the weakness of them as toys. It's just all the bits, right? Like if you lose the accessories, oh no hands. You know what I mean? And I guess it is the same with yeah. headmasters to an extent. Um, you know, no, I think no that's head. kind of worse. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> it's head. A bit worse. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot with that. But uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I guess I remember even as a kid. You know, like Optimus Prime, no hands. You know what I mean? Whatever, all of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just a bit of a weird one, isn't it? But do you, do any of you recall any like major MicroMaster related quality issues? Uh, Skystalker has one. Uh, actually, funnily enough, there's a there's a thing. I I got a uh, vintage Skystalker in the box recently, and someone mentioned this to me. It's completely random that you can get that toy. I think even sealed in the box, and there's a, there's a kind of factory error or whatever, a production or assembly error where the wings can actually just be broken in the package, or if you you know you can just, which is such a shame. It's always unfortunate. There are examples like that, aren't there? Of, Vintage Transformers, mm. G1 Transformers that are just broken in the box, and this could be one of them. Yeah, and Scattershot's another one, isn't he? He suffers from a wing cracking problem, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, Some it's, it's quite do, famous, yeah. isn't it? They're really brittle. They feel brittle as well. Uh, I remember this. I had my first experience of a Computron just a couple of years ago, and uh, that was 
a bit of a hair-raising moment moving those wings. How funny. I've never yeah, I've, never thought of Scattershot as a fragile toy. I've, I've had three, and two of them have had the cracked wing problem. No and on the last one, I just don't move it. And it it's not something... It's not like you're doing it through force or anything. It's just those wings are so tight. And yeah. with age, they just get seem to get tighter. And, and you can feel it going as you're pulling it. It's yeah, just... it's not good, is it? Liam... Did you yep. did you have a lot of MicroMasters as a kid? Did you have a Skystalker as a kid? I did. I, it was the one I got to choose out of the catalogue for Christmas. So the ones I particularly remember are that one and the, the Motivators. Not in the same year, obviously. But they're the ones I got to choose from a catalogue from a Grandmaster to pick a toy. And Skystalker was the one that just attracted me to it straight away. Because I love spaceships. I love shuttles. All of sort of spacey stuff. But yeah, I had loads of MicroMasters. I had some of the... Uh, some of the transports, which are now farcically expensive to buy. Yeah, so hard to find nice. But did you have them, like, were you, like, buying them off other kids or were these being bought for you at the time? <laughs> no, I was very lucky in that my grandma used to take me, I used to go shopping with my grandma every Saturday morning. And so on our rounds to, like, Wilco's, Sainsbury's and all of these places, we'd always stop. There was a toy shop in uh, Nottingham City Centre called Zodiac Toys and it was directly across mm. from the Sainsbury's. So we'd go straight in there and she let me pick something. And so it was always like a smaller toy. Oh, but, Zodiac's um, one of those like classic 80s toy stores, isn't it? I've, yeah. I've seen the black and white photos of the inside of one of these stores, just wall-to-wall classic 80s toys, just almost like you don't see that anymore anywhere. It was amazing. But we also passed, which was an even more exciting toy shop. Do you remember Beatties? Yes. Yeah. Did that exist in the South? <laughs> yes. Uh, we had one in Southgate, North London. I remember it. Yeah. So we used to go in there, but all the shops sort of, Back then, there were toy shops everywhere, but the the absolute king was um, the, there was like there's a massive co-op at the top of Nottingham, and the top floor was just toys. And I remember when we got to go there on a Saturday, it was just like you're just amazed. And that's the place I always used to go and ask for them to check in the back whether they had a swoop, mm. <laughs> and they never did. No, and they never will. It wasn't. No, it wasn't released in the UK, was it? No, no. But, but you we, could I pop over the channel that. to France and get one. Yeah, yeah. Well, really? I'm sure lots of kids yeah. did that. Actually, do you know what? There was um, a seller on eBay who had a Predacon, a G1 Predacon for sale. And uh, I got a message from a friend in, in Europe who said, mate, could you just pick that up for me? I've, I've been looking for a, a bilingual European dive bomb for, for ages. And I, and I messaged the guy who, who was clearly English. And I said, you know, where did you, where did you get that dive bomb? And he goes, oh, when I was a kid, you know, my, my parents, used, we regularly used to get on a ferry and go over to France and no used to buy Transforms like Blaster mm. and, you know, d- you know Swoop. Uh, they also had Shockwave and, yeah, and Predacons, yeah. clearly. All the stuff that we didn't have in the UK. So, you know, it's obviously some people were doing that. That's, it's insane, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, I've no doubt that some people were doing it. Not, not just Maybe not, not just the average family, that's all. But mm. uh, The no, very lucky right. people. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, it's just mad that they released that stuff in France or, you know, various bits of Europe and not in the UK. Um, but there you go. I remember um, Paul from Spacebridge mentioning that one of the reasons Swoop didn't get released in the UK was to do with its fragility and, and yeah. its size per cost, you know, like the amount that those Dinobots cost compared to how much toy you actually got for Swoop was not considered particularly conducive to the UK market or something like that, and the fact that it was so fragile. I remember he cited those as reasons why we, we wouldn't see Swoop in the UK. It is a very it's, fragile toy. And it is strange though, isn't it, though, considering like he was given a starring role in the comic, like he was given his own issues in the UK-specific comic, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the same in that comic, though. They put all, all the characters that were like the big characters 
are all toys that just didn't get released in the UK. Shockwave and the Predacons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Fort Max and whatever else. It's just, you know, they're just teasing Unless you're in Great Yarmouth. Unless you're in Great Yarmouth. (laughs) Or you enter a colouring competition. Yeah. (laughs) You hopped on a ferry. But not if you come second, Santiago Jones. (laughs) What did he get for second place? Do you remember? Uh, I think a, a lifetime of regret. Yeah, it was. but but a lifetime got, of he, social media content. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he got a the Micromaster. Is it Skyhopper, the one that turns into a helicopter? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad. But not well, Fort you know, Max. first pri- first yeah. place was Fort Max. You know, yeah, it's not Fort Max. It, it's good. It's it's certainly. It didn't wipe up those tears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to Skyhop on home with his disappointment. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Micromasters I'm a big fan of as well, so I think you've, you've chosen well there. And it's definitely a gimmick, I think it's... Uh... But would you would you agree that it's another one that's not been done as well since? I, I would, because I've been quite a fan of how they brought it back in Earth Rise, but they, they don't feel the same, and it's not in that yeah. I'm old and they don't feel the same. There's just, there's a kind of, I don't know, the way they go together, it just, they don't stick. And I think it's because they've tried to give them articulation, but you, it just doesn't... I don't know. I love them. They're just not quite as that was kind of my, solid. I'll be honest. That was my kind of assessment of them, and I, I think we're probably running the risk of sounding like old gits old. that just yeah. yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, let me let me counter that old git energy by saying I think the spirit of MicroMasters was so beautifully recreated in a bunch of lines, like Robots in Disguise 2015. Yes, some fantastic yeah. little Legion class figures like that strong arm is just fantastic. That little strong arm and the little bisque as well is is a brilliant toy. They had some brilliant toys of that size that really kind of fulfilled that need for excellent small transforming toys that felt quality. Yeah. 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 And then you had the, um, the Minicons, didn't you? Sort of. Minicons? Minicons yeah. are great. They're pretty cool. And obviously they've got extra functionality as well. So that, that was Micromasters definitely... evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of becoming vintage now in, its, you know, in itself, Armada. Oh, it is, isn't it? Oh, yep. 20 years old. The youth. <laughs> 20 years old now. And actually, I, cause I, did, I did a bit about this recently because I was reading about it and like what is vintage and not. And actually, the best description I found was that in clothing, uh, you know, vintage is typically considered to be 20 years plus. Anything 20 years plus is considered vintage. So that's now just kind of what I roll with, 20 years. There you go. And Armada, on that basis, is becoming vintage. But yeah, uh, with the new MicroMasters, though, the... It's pretty fun. I don't know if you've seen in that set where they've got the mask sort of uh, homages. Yeah. I saw your picture. Amazing. That's yeah. so cool. I so want to see Rhino as uh, Ironworks cool. or, or something oh. like that. That would just be fantastic. That's just it. They've got those the little moles now and it's it's something you, you think you should see more of. Yeah, it's pretty creative. Certainly I just want to see more mask. I think it'd be great to see more mask. Everybody wants to see more mask. I mean... When he, how they haven't redecoed any of the 18,000 movie Optimus Primes they've done into yeah, Rhino yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's never been done. Staggers me. But um, I would just like to say as well that I have bought every single one of the Micromasters they've done in Siege and Earthrise. Oh, and you? I think the... Yeah, all of them. Because I love them. They're just not quite as good, but they're still great. But, um, it's still good, the isn't base it? Modes, yeah, and the base modes as well. The, um, I love how they've brought them back because yeah. there's not really much you could do to reinvent them other than that. You know, because if you just brought them back out as they were, they'd just be exactly the same because there's not really a lot that technology would bring to it. But to bring them back as robots, it's just an absolutely inspired way to do it. 
I, I have the grease pit and um I have to say it's 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 not my favourite thing ever. Like I do the actual base mode I think is better on the G one toy by far. Oh yeah. Um uh, but and and the well the base mode and the kind of weaponized base mode if you like the the two. But the robot mode on the new thing is great. Really, really cool. And I did yeah, you're right. I do love the idea of what they've done with it, turning it into a robot. I think that's cool. It's when um, these lines, these modern lines, are at the best, though, isn't it? When they bring, they sort of yeah. bring back the old, but they infuse it with something new, so it's different. So, you know, there's not, you can't just say, I might as well just buy the vintage toy because you're getting something different out of it. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame if they just straight up copy what was done 30, 40 years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's nice if they kind of put a bit of a, a fresh spin on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, make it a headmaster. Yeah. Yeah, make it a headmaster. Yeah. Everyone goes nuts. Um, but yeah, no, no, I did. It, it's a cool thing what they've done with the new MicroMasters. I just think again, a bit maybe a bit like um, Headmasters. Really, I think is what you said, Liam, about the articulation and all of that. I don't think you need that necessarily. And that was my thing about some of the new MicroMasters and the little Headmasters is that they've almost made them too intricate now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the original Micros were so kind of chunky and just satisfying, like you could just sit and transform them for you know back and forth and whatever else and nothing fell off no legs popped off or any of that kind of you know gubbins um whereas now they just feel a little bit more what's the word i'm looking for i don't know do you know what i mean over engineered yeah maybe maybe it's that maybe it is that so i I got that same kind of feeling with a number of the third party masters definitely did i remember pandanus's little headmaster was kind of along those lines a little bit yeah. But uh, even just as recently as, like I mentioned, the R.I.D. Bisque little toy, I mean, that, I think, does still strike a really lovely balance about between a toy that you can't put down that's really fun to just constantly transform back and forth, but also has, like, a you know a modicum of posability and yeah. you know, just a little bit of articulation. I just think that nailed it. Plus, it was a orange race car lobster called Bisque. Which, which is, is just marvelous. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's won the day, really, hasn't it? But I mean, I mean that speaks to something, though, doesn't it? That's important about gimmicks is they are an important part of making them toys for kids. It's yeah. like when we look at, like, at the old toys, they've all got like missile launchers and stuff like that, and it's we don't think of them so much as like kids' toys now because we're old and they're very collector focused. But so much of that is what those things are for, aren't they? They are to draw in kids, and it's an important part of playing with them. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You're right. Absolutely right. I guess some some gimmicks now actually are a, a pain in the bum, aren't they? If anything, like as an adult collector, there are definitely gimmicks out there that I don't appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Just because yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, like firing missiles for me now. I, I would oh, just, turbo masters. God, it's just a nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Lethal, lethal, yeah, lethal. And also, how much of your day do you realistically <laughs> want to spend on all fours <laughs> under like under a cabinet trying to find some? bloody missile that's like fired off into the mid distance you know it's just like tedious beyond beyond belief Um, speaking of infuriating uh gimmicks on on a vintage toy i mean if it wasn't for the fact that you needed the power master to unlock a certain part of the transformation there wouldn't be so many broken dark wings yeah true it's true and i didn't realize when i when i first got that toy i was really wary about moving that nose cone uh, the whole front of the plane i thought most people break it as soon as they move it and i yeah. realized uh, oh it's just because they don't put the power master and there's actually nothing wrong with this joint at all 
But I still, Darkwing is a toy I still don't enjoy transforming, I would say. I like the transformation. Like, I like... Oh, it's amazing, that whole twisting the, the torso. The twist is so oh, cool. incredible. It's, but I don't... In, I, I like it in theory, but I don't enjoy it in practice. And it is just the nervousness of it. It's dark, It's uh, Dreadwind that I don't enjoy. Because yeah. of the way that the, the wings fold up, and you've got to get that at the right angle and yeah. slide it up and down. I can already see stress marks on my own one. Yeah, yeah it's complicated. Uh, wait, then wait till you get the uh, the the Master Force versions, and then see how nervous you are oh, with yeah. those. I mean, I I've I've only transformed mine twice, I think, and genuinely, I was like sweating buckets both times. I was just like, oh my god, they're just like lovely toys to look at, but you don't want to handle them too much. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, and, and combining them into the the Mega Jet is yeah. they look insanely cool, but it's not yeah. something I think I'll be doing. No. On, a, on a on a regular basis, they are the Power Masters generally are quite fragile toys, though. But so fantastic! Yeah, oh, I love them. Like yeah. I, I think Double Dealer is one of my all-time favorite G One toys. Any right? toy, and also just you know Power Master Prime, I love, and and God yeah. Jinrai just is an Apex Armor Power Master Optimus Prime. For those who bought the Toys R Us version, it's just a superb toy, impossible to put down. So many fun modes. Yes, it's a brick. Yes, Double Deal is a brick, but gosh, they're just so the fun, fun to hold. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're substantial, you know, and they've got cool yeah. modes. And uh, as a kid, I mean, how much would you have loved Double Dealer? What a toy! Yeah, I had it as a kid. Ah, oh, I, I didn't, and I very much would have liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I never even saw it as a kid. It's, it's one I just became aware of as an adult. Just one that yeah. needed to be picked up for the collection. And when I had it, it was just a such a wow moment. Yeah. It's it's good to see people now kind of appreciating the you know the new version that's uh, obviously recently come out. Uh, is it Earthrise? Uh, it's Earthrise, isn't it? Double Dealer. Yeah, yeah. And um, it does look really really cool. I've not seen it in hand, but it does look cool. But it's great to see kind of that, that character you know getting a bit of love. Legitimate triple changer, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, yeah he turns into like a vulture, doesn't he, in a missile truck and a robot? Yeah. But yeah. he never gets spoken um, about as a triple changer or, or in the conversation about what are the best triple changes. Uh, triple changing is an awesome gimmick. And then the, I think virtually all the ones I've ever owned, I've, I've always loved. And just, you know, having that extra mode is one extra thing to do with this toy, one extra way to enjoy it. And, and Double Dealer doesn't always get mentioned as a triple changer, but it is an extremely successful and fantastic looking triple changer. I, I would an extra Power Master gimmick on top. <laughs> Destroyers from deep space. So what's your favorite gimmick then, Mess? Uh I did I, I came to an answer really quickly, and, and it's always the one that comes out straight away is Target Masters. Straight away. And, and, and that's you're from say that. <laughs> how But the thing is, with Target Masters, uh they're not integral to the transformation of the toy in any yes. way. And I had to really ask myself, am I saying Target Masters because I think the gimmick is the best I've ever experienced? Or is it because the toys that got Target Masters were just fantastic? Things like Trigger Happy, mm, Slug Slinger, Misfire. Point. And then also toys I didn't get the first time around, uh, like Scourge. I didn't get a Scourge the first time around, and I really wanted Scourge. Yeah. And then I got Target Master Scourge. And it was just like, here's that fantastic toy you wanted with extra cool box art, an extra cool little window on the front of the box, and a fantastic little figure to go along with it. And you don't have to use the Target Master exclusively in vehicle mode. You can use the really cool blue head ray, but he's also got a Target Master. And it was the same with Hot Rod. I always coveted a Hot Rod. 
And you know what? It's really silly. Even just the way they roll off the tongue. Target Master Hot Rod. Target Master Scourge. I mean, these were seriously cool things to me as yeah, a kid. And I, I always that. loved the toys that came that way. And also, just the little dudes themselves were so nicely sculpted. Yeah. Especially those, um, for example, Cups Target Master or... Recoil. Yeah, because it had the three pieces. Yes, it so does. It th- it's got the extra... That is, yeah, it's that extra level of cool. and yeah. And they were done, they've been done reasonably well all the way through Transformers. Even the recent Legends versions and, and the Battle Masters. I mean, the little Legends target master that came with the LG Hot Rods is is fantastic. You know, it's gorgeous, really aren't cool. they? They are and gorgeous art, little figures. Masterpiece Art Fires, you know, target master. Uh, Even M- MP9s, uh, the one that the Firebolt that came with the Hasbro. Yeah, release. yeah, yeah. Which was These designed, are all superb. That was a that was a Hasui. Uh, invention, even though it was a Hasbro release originally, it was mm. uh, that little thing was designed by legendary designer Hasui. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. The Artfire Target Master is one oh, of the one of the best wonderful. little of the size that size of transforming figure. It's one of the best toys, actually. I think Genu- genuinely, no, it's no yeah. word of hyperbole there. It's just exceptional. I was um, so hoping that that was going to lead to a masterpiece scourge. Yeah, and we would get a, a fracas with it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Target Masters. I think both because I just found the transforming gun thing really cool. It was another opportunity to get. I mean, they're probably the first legitimate toy reissues, aren't they? Yeah, in in Transformers. Uh, yeah. Yes. The next year, you got the same toy, just true. with a little bit extra. With yeah. Buy it again. <laughs> and um, now, now with a belly button. Right. <laughs> if you're Blair. And uh, yeah, just the, the actual figures that were Target Masters were so fantastic. And I'm so bummed that in no way, shape or form did we ever get anything like the fourth Decepticon Target Master yeah. gen. I would love that. Shouldn't that be what third parties are doing? Basically recreate that aesthetic, that size, and just have that fourth Target Master jet that can stand next to your G1 Target Master's and you know they could basically have free range to make it whoever they wanted with whatever robot mode they wanted. And I've, I've often thought about TFN commissions, you know, getting Nick Roach or or someone like that to just say to him, "You decide what you think this guy's robot mode should look like," and and do me a commission standing alongside Slug Slinger, Misfire, and, and yeah, Trigger. yeah, yeah. I'd love to see more of that missing Target Master. If you know what I mean, some concept yeah. artwork or whatever. Absolutely love to see it. It's fascinating. Uh, I do love all of that, the stuff that was unproduced uh, from back in the day. I just think it's, you know, so so interesting to think what might have been and kind of what was going through their brains and concepts that were kind of thought of for one year and then shelved till another and how things changed and what became what. And I love all of that. Absolutely love it. Well, Powermaster Prime's head was supposed to be a headmaster, wasn't yes. it? it was supposed to turn into Roller. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was. So... But yeah, no, I think I think you've hit hit the the money with Target Masters. It's uh, it is a great gimmick, and I think you're right that they're great toys. But they but it's a cool gimmick as well. So it's kind of a double whammy, really, isn't it? Whereas there are some that have great gimmicks, but they're not as good toys, uh, or maybe vice versa. Um, but yeah, Target Masters is kind of good on both both counts. And if you if you collected G1 in the in the late nineties and the early two thousands, Target Masters, especially Target Master Hot Rod, was super rare toy and really desirable and then there was a time when loose ones would go for 150 pounds i remember clearly paying you know almost 100 pounds for a loose target master cyclonus and thinking that was an absolute bargain 
you know, at the time because they were so difficult to get, mm. especially. And in the UK, we were actually quite lucky compared to the States was you'll find a lot more Target Master Scourge toys in the UK than you, than you will in the US. Mm. You know, so we actually had them more readily available, but they had this aura about them for so long in the early online fandom as well. And obviously we've had reissue Target Master Hot Rod now and, you know, they, they found their way into Titan's Return and, and LG and all that. But I do remember a time when a, a TM Hot Rod was absolutely was number the, one desirable yeah. vintage figure. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's a, it's a great toy. And uh, you're right, the little the little Target Masters themselves have done so well. Just the sculpting, everything is so superb. There's a level of, again, it's they're so simple because like, you know, Firebolt, for example, is just one movement you know just flip the legs over that is it um but i like they're made that. to be played with aren't they yeah well ex- except the decepticon ones that yeah. snap immediately they, they break <laughs> yeah they break i i think the idea was that they wanted them to ratchet but what ended up happening is it just stresses the the casing yeah. and, and they just snap that is every time i photograph those toys for some reason i always just think i've probably got one more transformation out of this before <laughs> it's gone for good so uh, make yeah, it a good one <laughs> i i uh with i think it's trigger happy i have two uh, one in each mode uh, and i've got in mind at some point if i ever it's not like a priority for me but it's like a it's a it's a tfn thing or do you know what i mean if ever i just like see one uh in good condition uh, for a good for a cheap price i'll pick it up for sure just to have one in each mode for sure and then like with 1988 the double target masters i mean they were never quite as cool because they looked like just people with a load of gubbins on their back and you know they were smaller which it's almost like they should have been cooler, but I, I did really love my landfill as a kid. I, you know, I thought that was a superb toy. They're, and I've really, I like really come to appreciate them, yeah. As an adult, especially, like things like Spinister and, and Needlenose, Quake. Quake, you know, Quake is yeah. great. Yeah. Quick Mix, too. Quick yeah, Quick Mix. Great shell. What I think is cool about Quake is that you can put the Target Masters on the yeah. tank. As the barrel. As yeah. the barrel of the tank. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a, that's a nifty little feature. But yeah, the the actual little Target Master lads from 1988 themselves are they're fine, but they're, they're it's the fact that some of them have just got the handle of the gun sticking out from between their legs, which is <laughs> as I say it doesn't sound it sounds worse actually as I say it like that. I mean, I didn't mean it in that way at all, but uh, yeah, it's not a good look certainly. And it didn't seem to bother me at all that you know the the larger ones with the 1987 had you know the massive peg coming out of their chest. And that was just completely dominating the look there, but didn't seem to bother. At You're all. right, and for some reason, it's not. Yeah, even in this discussion, as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I guess they do, but it just hadn't registered as a problem for me for some reason. And I, I was so thrilled when we got this um, reissue exclusive Orion packs repainted from cut. Yes in e-hobby and it was just they just inverted the colors on recoil and we got another target master that yeah. was g1 and that was just yeah. so happy it is very and i would cool. just love to still see more of that what e-hobby anything yeah i mean the target master hot rod mold exists you know? yeah why, you know, why do a pink just... one <laughs> why right they... invert why the they... colors whatever <laughs> why are they not doing it uh, yeah why are we not getting more pink hot rods it's where it's... are they it's maddening yeah it's maddening I do. I, it's uh, it's so funny uh, that that pink hot rod, that prototype, is mm. just one of the most gorgeous toys I think I've seen. I've only seen yeah. pictures of it. You've seen it, in obviously, yeah, I've handled the the hard copy, which yeah. has got like the extendable legs and actually stands taller 
than a regular hot rod. Is that right? CMD, yeah, yeah. Stands still. It's got a little, little bit of extra space down there. Mm. And I wonder if that's kind of why what's missing on the production version means that those thigh stickers always get scratched up. But yeah, the the pink. Uh, there's also the pink product production sample, which is basically almost the production G1 hot rod, just in completely pink, and it, it's so beautiful. And of course, you'd see it that way because you spent your whole life looking at it in those maroon colors, so anything that's remotely different is immediately yeah. attractive. But it, yeah, and actually, funny thing was that the one I was handling had the same putty in the arm joint as the one that's photographed in Toy Fair from 1986. Yeah. It is the precise same hot rod that Amazing. was photographed really? for that catalog. And you, when you hold something like I think this is a historic item. That's great. Really amazing that people can actually own these. And yeah. do own these. Yeah, these I, are the catalogs we all stared at as children. I was just going to say, that hot rod in that catalog, for me, that is hours of my childhood right there, just yeah. sat staring at that thing. I was mesmerized by that hot rod as a kid. Um, but even as a kid, you know, you, I'm sure you guys are the same, you know, even as a child, I mean, it's even more obvious than, as an adult, but as a kid, I would sit and look at the the toys and think, why are they different to what I've got in my hand? You know what I mean? Like, why is AstroTrain a different color and things like that? It's, um, yeah. Def- it was definitely something that I, caught my attention. I don't think I recognized that much as a kid. I, for me, it was more, why do they look so different from the cartoon yeah. in some cases? That never bothered me, I don't think. I, I do remember fixating on. I, had, yeah. I remember fixating on Jetfire the first time I saw him in a little uh, booklet, mm. thinking, "Who is this? This is not Jetfire," <laughs> and was completely miffed because I never saw. I had, I got the toy from another kid at school, you know, through trading years later, but I never, I never actually saw one on the shelf or anything like that. So I was convinced for years that they'd put in the wrong toy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was. That's hilarious. Yeah, and the, those UK catalogs have some gems, don't they? I'm just thinking of broadside. How yeah, very yeah, different yeah, yeah. That is oh, yeah. The, the, yeah the I was just imagining. That... I was just imagining like an adult sitting down to explain to childhood Liam all the the various story and saga behind Jetfire and why it was different, <laughs> and you just being like, "What?" <laughs> As a kid. Oh, we were so naive. Yeah, but yeah, no broadside. <laughs> broadside is a good one, definitely. That is yeah. a good one. I remember that Cyclonus as well from the UK catalogs with the mostly silver head, and you know that Cyclonus yeah. is out there somewhere because it was it was photographed for that catalog. And then if you read the Ladybird books, you know that's exactly the way he's illustrated in there as well. It's that same prototype sample, yeah. so it's out there somewhere. Someone has you've, it. You've had one of the prototypes, haven't you? I've had um, an unpainted Cyclonus prototype and uh, a, a blue eared. Cyclonus production sample with slightly different stickers. They came from the same source. Uh, yeah, no, and they had you know slightly different molding features to to what was actually finally released. But yeah, no, those were really cool prototypes that I had. So, um, what are some of the kind of after G one gimmicks that we can think of then that stand out in your memories? Well, do you remember how Hot Wheels and Co used to have those uh, toy cars that change colour when you put them in water? And how sure. Transformers had that? And was it G2? It was in G2, yeah. Colour yeah. changes and um, what were they called? Aqua Speeders. Aqua Speeders, yeah. And that's that's whole time, isn't it? Like we were talking about with the, um, the Global Hyper colour t-shirts. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's really of its time. That's like so 90s to the extreme. It's just like 
not even that one funny. year everybody was obsessed with water and color changing yeah it was like a real <laughs> thing it probably seems very very dated now i would guess um but yeah it was really like a thing and then with the stormtroopers as well yeah the, that's where they are aren't they they're in that sort of era uh yeah all generation two so the stormtroopers were the decepticons the aqua speeders were the autobots but then there was also in uh europe there was the oh no sorry in america rather there was the color changes that that so in in the, i'm trying to remember now for doing this all from memory you've got the aqua speeders and the stormtroopers in europe and then in america they had the color changes which were the same toys they didn't get the stormtroopers they were the same as the aqua speeders but just in different colors yeah so i'm trying to track them all down is a bit of a bit of a faff actually these days I just find it amazing how you can you can both just talk about Transformers Stormtroopers without blinking. It just, <laughs> it just still seems so strange to me. Well, we got a whole movie that was basically Star Wars that just kind of yeah. ripped off. So <laughs> it's not you know it's not the most egregious thing that the line has ever done. Let's put it that way. But uh, but hey ho. But yeah, no, that was a really cool gimmick. Definitely. Any others? Well, it's still G one, but it's. You know, a little bit further on the timeline than most people are used to for G1 in, in Europe. But I always thought Brain Masters were pretty cool. And, and I only uh, yeah. really ever experienced the Brain Master gimmick for the first time with Masterpiece Star Saber in hand. And that was, I just thought that toy did it really nicely. It did do it nicely. It did do it nicely, definitely. The originals are, again, very different. I would say actually that that's a really good update to a good, to an old gimmick. Do you know what I mean? The originals are, are very, very cool. But they're, they're, they've got that kind of, late g1 chunkiness to them the originals you know they're like supremely chunky toys uh particularly the um road caesar the three of them uh you know obviously motivators uh, when they were released in in europe um but yeah really really cool i love those original toys absolutely love it i still have my childhood um is it lightspeed the red one yeah and he has no tires no roof and he looks like he's been dragged through yeah. hedges, backwards, forwards, upside down. That toy in the right state. You, it's almost. I mean, not impossible. It is possible to find it in decent condition, but nine times out of ten, it will just be battered to anything. Honestly, it's just mad. I don't know what it is about that toy. It just seems to go through through a battering. Modern gimmicks. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, three step bisque. What is <laughs> it, man? I, I, with you yeah, and bisque. I don't know. This lobster you former it to is hit. just. Yeah, <laughs> it really well, it's has. his fault. He's the one who brought it to the pub. So, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tick Nat, UK Transformers fan. Uh, and the, a lot of us, you know, we used to meet up in the pub in the UK and we used to bring in toys to... In the pub. It was a I, public I've, house where people used to meet and... I've just forgot what it, what it is. It's, it's been so long, I can't remember you know, the pub. Times. Yeah, exactly. Man. But yeah, I mean, he, he would bring these wild toys that none of us would ever buy. And, yeah. and one of them was three-step bisque. And, you know, uh, we used to mock him, you know, endlessly about the one steps and the three steps that he would buy, you know. And this toy, you know, it looked great in Carmo. Proper big chunky toy. You know a kid would love it. But then this three-step kind cool. of part automorph transformation in both directions, you just couldn't put it down. It was instantly like, oh my goodness, this is a fantastically engineered toy transformer and i know I, I went out the next day and bought it and i think nick went out and bought one the next day as well uh so that that's one that stands out and that's one that we still have despite all the modern toys that i've sold um that that's one i kept Do you still have it yeah absolutely uh, i knew there was a reason you kept talking about bisque <laughs> uh, yeah i still <laughs> have the little legion in. one too 
<laughs> figured you were just being sponsored by it or something. I don't know. <laughs> sponsored by a lobster format. I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Just get a little fee every time you mention it or something. I don't know. But, uh, you yeah, know, very, very cool toy. I had, I played with that one of, uh, of Ticknets as well. And it's, uh, it's really, really exceptional. That does go back to something though, doesn't it? Um, talking about how we would ignore those toys and how sort of like toy lines now have become split. Like when you look at generation one, all the gimmicks are just in the toy line. It's like one continuous line. Whereas in sort of modern toy lines, there are like many different skews, aren't mm-hmm. they? You sort of got, they've got a focused one for older kids and they've got one steps or legions or those ones that are like washing up liquid bottles. Yes. Everything <laughs> for every price point. It's Bot true shots. actually. Bot shots. I love yeah. bot shots. I mean, they're silly little things, but I mean, again, talking about the pub, I remember taking bot shots lockdown to a few of our meetups and playing the bot shots drinking game, you know, drop it on its vehicle front. And if you can get it to flip and transform and land on its feet, everyone else takes a drink. But if you don't, you take a drink. And I used to love bot shots. And and even that little lockdown had a superb little head sculpt. I really loved those toys, all the ones I had. There are people listening to this podcast now going, what pub is this? (laughs) <laughs> what were they drinking <laughs> exactly well, that's pretty much what everyone else who attended the pub thought yeah definitely we can't possibly do a show about gimmicks and not talk about the unicron trilogy because that really is the uh the skittles bag of transformers isn't it really it's got <laughs> literally everything you've got minicons combiners cyber keys there's a planet I that's mean, true they literally it is the line There's of a gimmick. gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. First ever Unicron toy. Mm. It is. But uh, you're right. Unicron trilogy is a cool one for the old gimmicks. It, it was funny because I actually have a couple of the combiners from Superlink or Energon. But when you said combiners then, I was like, combiners? <laughs> yeah, I kind of completely forgot about it, but you're right. They're but, not uh, executed especially well. I mean, they don't really have feet or hands. But it's, it's We a, actually it's haven't spoken take. about combiners at all. That's true. That's true. In this entire episode, we haven't mentioned them. Someone listening to this right now is just like sitting at home, just like, why are they not talking about combiners? Yeah. They've, they've unsubscribed already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there was a whole line dedicated to the gimmick uh, recently. Uh, yeah, no, combiners are cool. Energon is cool. How's that? Yeah, it's, that's good. But it's, it's Armada. Armada, isn't it, of the three? It's really the, you know, you've got the minicons, you've got combiners in there. Energon's uh, just a thing. No, Energon's got loads of stuff because Energon, Energon, you've got combiners in, but like, as you say, they're they're. I like them those combiners like a lot. I mean, they are kind of they have their dubious uh, qualities, let's say, but I do still kind of rate them. But then in Energon, you've also got the the power link thing. Do you know what I mean? The two bots yeah. kind of coming together. Uh, that's pretty cool. That is um, a really cool gimmick. That is a cool gimmick. It's done. It's done better on some of them than others. Do you know what I mean? There are definitely yeah. some where you're like, eh, "This doesn't work as well." But overall, it's pretty cool. And then you've got stuff like Wing Saber and all of that kind of yeah. business. Um, actually, the I would say the Energon Optimus Prime is just like a, a heavily gimmicky toy, but just really, really cool toy. That's got some fantastic gimmicks on it. That is awesome. It does look like a sort of Power Rangers sort of. Yes character doesn't it it's, it's got that kind of megazord vibe to it with its futuristic little drone vehicles but this but yeah but it's still so satisfying and the fact that it combines with wing saber it combines with omega supreme all of that is it's very very cool i did see an interview with aaron archer and he was actually talking about how 
I think it's Energon originally, the combining gimmick where, you know, two bots can combine was meant to be the complete center of it. And they were all supposed to be to be able to do that. And I'm sure you were saying that it didn't pan out like that in the end. But that was the original intent of it. It's funny because I, uh, coming, you know, it's a, a sort of relatively recent thing for me to kind of pick some of those toys up. And I had in my head that it was much more of a thing for the line than actually it is. Because it really is kind of select toys, isn't it, that can do yeah. it. It's not, you know, you would think it would be, as you say, like a really kind of wide-centric thing in the line, and it's not particularly. Which is kind of why Energon is a bit of a weird one, because it's a bit of a mishmash of everything in a funny way. Whereas Armada was very distinctly Minicons. You know, that was like, and then, in, you know, Galaxy Force or Cybertron, it's the keys. You know, so, and that's kind of what they're both about. Whereas Energon is kind of like, it's, it's got sort of several gimmicks that all kind of yeah. make it up, I guess. It is three fantastic toy lines. I do love them all. They just they've still got that quality of being toys. You know, like now, yeah. toys are a lot more sort of. I suppose the ones we look at, they're all made for. They've got adults in mind, but those toys are still. They've got that sort of nineteen eighty seven headmaster quality, like we're talking about, really thick plastic, one hundred chunky. What was the one that um, we were talking about was brought to the pub, and I was properly impressed by that. And you posted a picture of it recently. Was it landmine? Yes, it was Landmine. That was a beautiful figure. Lovely yeah. toy. That's a toy that if you, as I've discovered, post, like talk about it online or post a picture, people just rave about it, honestly. And, and for good reason, because it's just great fun. But it's it's got a kind of creativity to it that you don't see necessarily all the time nowadays in Transformers. Do you know what I mean? At the risk of saying yeah. it. like. You know, I obviously I love all the the homages and stuff to G G one. Do you know what I mean? But there is an element of like the the Unicron trilogy being a time where they just went for it. Do you know what I mean? With like some really different concepts, some completely new characters like Landmine. You know, and just really had fun with it. And I think that there's a kind of unique quality to some of those toys that really kind of shines through. And Landmine is is one of them. I've never seen anything else like that in Transformers. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. And I think you get the same that same flavour from stuff like Beast Wars as well. Do you know what I mean? That that is just so unique and of its time. Um, well, that that first um, maybe it's not the first, but the the main Optimus Primal toy from Beast Wars ah, it, it is a tremendous yeah. figure. Yeah, exceptional toy, absolutely exceptional. And, and again, really gimmick laden. It's got you know full of gimmicks. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah, it's pop out cannons and things in his arm. The little mace weapon. The mask. Yeah, the mask. Yeah, mutant masks, which was the gimmick at the time. That was a weird one, but yeah, it's absolutely full of gimmicks. But they they made them real toys at the time, um, and obviously they they're still toys now. Of course they are, but it's just I don't know. The, as Liam said, they they kind of had a sort of playable quality with them. I think that um, the 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 modern toys, it's more about articulation and stuff as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas you've still got like um, I go around to Emily's nephews when lockdown you know in the sort of before times then and i bought him the you remember the giant supreme class sort of a cybertron star screen oh yeah oh, and wow, uh, yeah. he still got it because it's like an undestroyable toy yeah. so like, you know <laughs> it had like transformers prime figures all the legs and arms they've all come off they've all they're all over the place but that toy that would just survive <laughs> yeah it's it's an incredible kind of time of design what i find funny now is when you see people really uh dissing like Armada toys, for example, and saying, you know, how terrible the articulation is. It seems to be like a common thing that people haven't let go of. It's a, it's a bit the same for me as like Action Masters. You know how yeah. you cannot mention Action Masters online without someone 
who probably hasn't even thought of action westerns in 30 years piping up and going god they're terrible because they don't transform and it's a bit like okay yeah cool um but it's kind of the same with armada that you can't mention armada without someone going oh well the articulation is rubbish and it's like because they miss the point don't they yeah they're, they're toys to, to be played with and they're supposed to just be fun I, I agree. I, 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 I don't know. I was, suppose I was surprised coming back to Armada and looking at some of them and picking them up. And yes, some of them are... Actually, some of them have decent articulation, but that's by the by. Bendy Prime. Um, Bendy Prime. Um, <laughs> but even the ones that, you know, even like Megatron, for example, Armada Megatron. All right, the legs don't bend forward. But other than that, the arms are quite articulated and whatever else. But even then, I don't ever recall looking at that toy and thinking, oh, it really struggles because it doesn't have leg articulation do you know yeah. what i mean it just doesn't need it necessarily unlike uh, you know, ultra magnus is a his, i can remember getting that toy yeah. and being quite i remember loving the vehicle mode and being very disappointed with the robot mode because it just felt it's got great wacky inflatable arms it's got that kind of going on but the the legs just it's just this very long inarticulate toy isn't it yeah he is a bit <laughs> i'll give you that one <laughs> it is a gimmick that we don't talk about a lot in transformers sound chips but huh? like, when it's done right it can be super cool for example the uh, the lg uh, fortress maximus that you know okay it, it said a lot of phrases but oh it also played the headmaster's theme tune which was <laughs> wonderful you know and uh, g1 toys with their with their laser sounds and uh, animated ultra magnus in fact some of the animated toys had really cool sound chips that would change depending on if you put the big pink headmaster on on the leader class bulkhead you know so they had some really cool sound chips and the the Megatron from that line is just fabulous with its, you know, with its evil laugh. Yeah, I guess I never really think about sound chips and all of that malarkey. You're right, the the LG Fortress Maximus, that is a real special thing. I remember playing it, uh, you know, when it, when it, like, transforming the Cerebos and that, and my wife just being like, what on earth? <laughs> um, but yeah. It makes the transformation sound as well, doesn't it? That's it one does. of the sounds it makes. It yeah. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with a lot of shouting and all kinds. Yes. Um, a lot of Japanese. I still shampoo. haven't put batteries in the the anime Galvatron reissue. Oh, I'm still looking forward to doing that. Yeah, yeah. I guess sound chips for me are one that like are fun at the time. I have a, actually, funnily enough, I then also have a distinct memory of G1 Galvatron. That noise of that gun um, <laughs> is just forever ingrained. That kind of like, burnt, eh, burnt you know, it's your like forever ingrained in my, my brain. I feel my eels piercing right now. Yeah, oh god. I, but I remember running around the house with that thing as a kid, and my mum just being like, "Will you turn it <laughs> off?" Just, and me being like, "You bought it, do you know?" What I mean? <laughs> Did you ever used to put the the switch in between two sounds to get like the, com the oh, combined yeah. sound of the two? That was you could so you do that. Secretly yeah. had like yeah. five modes. Yeah. It was, that was oh, just a brilliant toy and so noisy. Um, but yeah, these days, sound gimmicks, less of a thing for me, if I'm honest. But yeah, but yeah still fun. Because Takara started including them in some of the masterpieces, didn't they? Did they was it the uh, MP, is it 44, Optimus Prime? Does he have Yeah, he does. He does. I've never, I've never used it. Um, I've never used it. But uh, yes, he does. Um, but I think that's a weird one because a lot of people are unhappy uh, about that because... Of course, um, with that toy, you know, it then has a, quite a sizable backpack to kind of house the sound chip and everything else. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, probably including myself, would have been happy to see less of a backpack and no sound gimmick. So, um, but I think, you know, Takara have put sound gimmicks in a lot of kind of masterpiece toys and things like that, like, you know, with the, the stands and things like that for uh, MP1 that they did and stuff like that. So they, they, they kind of 
keep coming back to it as a thing, I guess. But is that the one with the? Uh, I've still got that one. It's got the fake Optimus Prime voice, but it's the person yes. impersonating Peter Cullen doing the lines from the films. Oh my god, you're right. I hadn't thought about that in uh, ages, actually. But yes, it does have the the there's the um, Hasbro release that they did of it uh, with the kind of fake. Uh, optim- the fake Peter Cullen, as it were. Yes, it's yeah. absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He's like, one shall stand like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's they're, they're reading lines from the film, but it is just yeah. it is unbelievably bad. Here's what light piping. Ooh, Turbo Masters. Ah, oh, Rotorstorm. I, I hear mean, it's just it. I hear light piping. in your face. Yeah. yeah, I hear light piping. I think Turbo Masters. Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. that's the pinnacle, isn't it? Really bright pink. <laughs> bright pink neon light piping was abs- and, and when it's done well it really adds to the toy yeah I would agree and it's, it's so criminally sad when you can see they want to light pipe a toy but they've just painted over the bit that really would have made the difference <laughs> and it doesn't quite come through yeah poor light piping is just awful <laughs> isn't it it's, yeah. just, it's like someone's you know weed in your cornflakes really because it's just it, you know just so disappointing it's kind of like it could have been good and you've just you've made a mess of it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's as big a leap from having milk in your cereal to having urine as it is from having good light piping to bad piping. You don't but, think so? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'd be equally disappointed with either. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I was going to say, well, what kind of fan are you? <laughs> not not a true fan. If you don't get out, as outraged <laughs> about these things as that, then. You know, are you are you a true Transformers collector? Well, I I can distinctly remember the first bad light pipe toy I had. I did immediately relate it to that time I had urine in my cereal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you said it. So if that go on, can I just say that if I don't see an angry post from Maz on Twitter about bad light piping later, I will not consider him a real fan. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> absolutely. We need fair. the outrage. We, unless you have internet outrage, Maz, you're not real. Not a real fan. Actually. Another, does this count as a gimmick? Base modes. Do you think that counts as a gimmick? Or is that just a mode that a toy has? That's a good one. That's a tough one. Um, I guess it kind of is. I love a good base mode. Do you? It's it's part of the theme, isn't it? It's definitely a gimmick. Yeah, I just, there's so much opportunity for creativity. I mean, uh, not just in play, but and also just to bring out other toys and involve them directly with a really cool base mode. But also just I remember doing toy photography and absolutely going mad with toys that had base modes. And you could just sort of, I mean, you've seen Ticknat's collection of Autobot base modes all lined up. And it's, yeah, it's really cool. quite a sight. That's cool. I'm going to lay it on the line, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the real, the real 6OT. Uh, here you go. Uh, the hot take. The, the, the hot take. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I think base Not modes sure. base modes kind of suck. It's true. I said it. <laughs> so, Maz, are we starting our own podcast with our... <laughs> yeah, double do-over. I just yeah. think that they're kind of a bit naff at times. Like, they can be good. Uh, you know what? There are some fantastic ones. Of course there are. Micromasters <laughs> typically have yeah. fantastic base modes. Like, Countdown <laughs> is exceptional. No yeah. question. And you know, Skystalker also has a pretty cool base. Skystalker you know, is amazing. Open out the shuttle, but yes, okay, I, it's I, amazing. I, I get your point about the big guys lying down the, first. It, right. And, so there are some. That's my point. Is that okay? Not all base modes are bad. There are some amazing examples, 
Overlord when they're done well. Overlord is mode. incredible. Overlord is yeah, incredible. There, there are some exceptional ones, but there are some real doozies as well. I mean, I, actually, I like Power Master Optimus Prime. I will give yeah. you that. that. That's a good one. And I like Fort Max. I like a lot of the G1 ones, actually. So but, what you're basically saying is that some of them aren't good, but some of them are. But as an actual gimmick, like when it's done well, it is pleasing and it brings something extra to a figure. But I feel like it's done badly more often than it's done well. Uh, it's when it's a convenience, isn't it? Like some of the Titans Return ones, like Soundwave, they didn't feel... They didn't, never feel... Never felt finished or polished. It's just kind of like it. I really like that base mode. I had a lot oh, really? of fun photographing that one. I thought it was great. Yeah, See, especially I'm... as it had this sort of like fold down tape door that was clear and kind of had a little seat in it. I actually really like that. See, I'm a bit burned by, and it's a, I like the toy overall, but Legends Fortress Maximus, the base mm. modes are rubbish. Frankly, oh, you, had to, you had to go fan mode with that one. Yeah, and there were some beautiful fan modes. Yeah, you but know, that's really really good ones that's kind of does that count i don't know <laughs> well if you think about base modes being the sort of seed of imagination for for play then yeah i think it's very much um, i'd rather they give us a, a rubbish one on the box in the instructions and i can make a better one with my imagination that's fair. Than, i'll give you that that's a good point know. that's a good point i don't know it just it amazed me i suppose that was the first time i remember seeing a toy like that and I, and again i love the robot mode on, on lg fort max do you know what i mean i think it's really really good uh or times return fort, fort max whichever one you want but um i just remember being surprised that neither of the alt modes measured up in any way shape or form to the original fort max mm. toy do you know what i mean it was just kind yeah, of like a sure. and, and a, oh man i'm doing it again where i'm like the original toys are so much better, man. And, oh Six yeah, so the dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. G one. G one. Yeah, like I just, I'm gonna be that guy like the whole episode, and I'm like kicking myself for it because I don't want to be that guy. Do you know what I mean? There, are, there are plenty of examples where I think the new stuff is better. I just seem to be hitting on a bit of a vein of like every example where the 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 counter well, is kind of true. The the subject here is is gimmicks, and and maybe just what you're feeling is that. Yeah. original takes on gimmicks maybe that's just, it this, maybe they just worked out better because maybe they were being done for the first time and maybe now maybe that's maybe that's worth exploring because okay here's another example actually and this is more pertinent and this is proving that it's not just about g1 being the best like so the minicons that we were talking about before uh you know the the new fans hobby toy that they've done of armada prime is great it's a really really good toy uh you know I've reviewed it and I liked it a lot. The little mini con that they've done is kind of average. Like it's got the same problem as what you were saying about MicroMasters, Liam. I mean that it's just too fiddly. You know, you can't transform the thing without legs popping off. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, like the original was right there. Do you know what I mean? You didn't really have to do much with it to kind of, you know, necessarily improve on it. But they've they've if anything, they've just over engineered it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So maybe it is just that it's hard to when you when they get it right so right first time it's hard to kind of redo that i guess or kind of make it better can i just say as the one member of this team who has not owned a vintage fortress maximus i can confirm that the titans return one is terrible and one of the most disappointing toys i've ever bought wow oh that's harsh that's I, laying I, it on I've, the line I've, I've never owned a vintage fort max and, I, and i've only just got the g1 fort max in the last six months but the the Titans Fort Max was the first toy of that size I ever owned, and apart from the slightly floppy legs, I really liked it. Uh, I had three see, of I, the bastards. Oh wow! So I love I like the head. 
that was cool. Yeah, yeah cool. Cerebros was brilliant. Yeah. It was a really nice toy. Yeah, that, but it felt like it stopped, and it, I think it's because I've also got Metroplex, and so mm. it's it's the same toy, just sort of spun yeah, round yeah. in places. And of course, yeah. Metroplex is a very weird toy, and like the base mode is not very good. And, it, and it's not the case that it's not like you're not being old and saying, oh, it's not as good as the vintage toy, but it isn't because they just they cut so many corners and that yeah. sort of carries across to Fort Max and it's like it's got a city mode that's not really a city is it it's just a sort of it's in a, between it's thing. a folded up man yeah <laughs> that's the thing Un- unlike so many other Transformers right <laughs> but that's with a but, very apologetic ramp that's kind of my out. thing that's my thing about base <laughs> mode apologetic ramp <laughs> <laughs> brilliant but that's my thing about base modes is that they're very often just folded up men and that that's the bit where i'm kind of like eh. what about beast wars being mostly a man in a pig or whatever it is you know just dressed in an animal <laughs> that's, that's the selling man point in man in a pig that's the selling point of beast wars people yeah. signed up for man in pig <laughs> you know people vote for men i'm in sure pig. david cameron was a huge fan of it you know <laughs> oh, Oh, I am here for that joke. That's where we were both going. (laughs) Yeah, everyone was thinking it. I just said it. But no, but that's what people wanted from Beast Wars. They knew it was, you know... Stop saying beast now. (laughs) Beast. (laughs) Beast. (laughs) It's a different kind of beast mode. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, it's unfortunate. Um, But no, people knew it was, you know, robot and animal costume. That was kind of... That was what you... That was what it said on the tin. Whereas still, still can't take it seriously yet. I'm not there yet. Just... Oh, I love Beast Wars. I love Beast Wars. The cartoon was hugely entertaining. I mean, it's great. Pan pipes. Yeah. Rock guitar. <laughs> guitar. What's not to I love? Definitely like the toys. I'm not so much of a fan of the cartoon, but I do. Yeah, like you don't like it, do you? You don't like. You you would have preferred more kind of realistic looking animals. Yeah, just something a bit. I think it's because of. It's a little bit goofy, isn't it? And I know we say that the G1 cartoon is very similar in that way, but it's just, I kind of like, I come from a very much a Jurassic Park sort of background with this. But I'd much like Megatron to look like that kind of T-Rex, you know, something more savage and sort of, I yeah. don't know, beast, beastie. Like he does in Kingdom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they've got around to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think it's fair to say that we've saved... The very best gimmick for last, Ooh. and and that is rub signs. Ah, oh. oh, see, I was going to ask whether we considered stickers a gimmick, but rub signs is way better. I I know a lot of uh, collectors who don't like rub signs, and they go out of their way to collect pre-rub examples. I like pre-rubs for a whole different reason, in that they're the first release toys, and I love what they're like just as the first line of Transformers, but I have always absolutely adored love so- rub signs. Love signs? Love signs. Rub signs. I love the way G1 toys look with rub signs, and I agree that some of them are really badly placed, but the G1 tracks, for example, yeah. I really dislike the look of the G1 tracks with, um, with, an, with an Autobot sticker on his hood and, and chest. I just think it looks so much better with, uh, with the rub sign square. Yeah, I, I'd hold with that. 
I'd hold with that. I do. Um, I will say that there are examples that I prefer without rub signs, like Bumblebee, for example, or any of those. Yes, the, yeah. the, the mini bots. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there on the mini bots. Mini mini bots. Yeah, they're they're unfor- They're just too big. The rub signs often they're mm. not so much on Bumblebee, but like on Huffer or Gears or whatever. They're just a bit unfortunately placed sometimes. Yeah. And and what it takes away from Bumblebee is that lovely contrast of mostly yellow with the red splash on his chest, and I think that takes away too much from his actual look. And sacrifices it for the rub sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I think I'm going to be the uh, the opposite one there because, you know, because I'm a little bit sort of with G1 for me. It's like 85, 86, so the rub signs are all there. So when I see them without the rub signs, like the pre-rub versions, they don't look quite right. They always look like something's missing to me. That's weird. It's such a n- nostalgic part of the toys is the rub sign. I think so for me too. Yeah. I, I mean, I can appreciate pre-rubs, but they're not any part of my nostalgia. It, it is the rub yeah. signs. Of course, they were originally done for the uh, mini spies, weren't they? Or kind of in, in tandem with the mini spies. Yeah, mini spies are a lovely gimmick on their own as well. We never got them here, did we? No. No, Maz bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many. It's it's shocking, and I still haven't got a complete set. They are. They're all in Iceland now. Every every <laughs> every mini spy. Is in 50, Iceland. Fifty percent. There are shipping more mini spies. The US and more mini spies, mini spies in Iceland than people. Yeah, that's probably that's not really why you were redoing your room, wasn't it, recently? Just <laughs> yeah. for mini spies. Make room for all the mini spies. It's the but museum they, they of were, mini spies. They are so cool. I mean, and I just can imagine going to the store in, in 1985 and and having a mini bot, which is already cool, but then just getting a free mini spy with it, which is also another little transforming toy which is motorized and has a rub sign which is being introduced and it's it's a really lovely thing to imagine you'd pick up for just a few dollars as well just chump change and yeah. they look so great on the cards as well and unfortunately so many of them have just succumbed to discoloration but <laughs> the motor still works and yeah i mean we, they were available in the u.s uh, for transformers and also in canada but, and obviously in, in japan they were part of takara's uh, pre-transformers line but yeah, no, we didn't get mini spies over here. We got throttle bots. We did. Cool. We did. And the, you know, it's funny because you mentioned throttle bots, and I'm just, I, I'm actually kind of looking over at my shelves and stuff, and just thinking, wow, so many gimmicks that we've not, you know, had time yeah. so far to kind of mention. But monster bots with with the with the flint and the sparking. It. I mean, how great are those? Impossible. Oh, well, very difficult bots, yeah. to find now, like still oh, working. Yeah. But but yeah, what a great gimmick. Mad. Yeah. But um, same as um, what are they called? Uh, uh, the the flame uh, flame cons? What am I thinking of? Uh, yes, yeah, they called uh, the fire fire cons and sparkle bots. Sparkle bots. Yeah. So I was having a senior moment there just for a second, <laughs> just flame cons. Uh, but yeah, no fire cons and sparkle bots and all of that kind of malarkey. That's just a bit mad as well, isn't it? Oh, punch counter punch. What a gimmick! Ooh, nice. Just nice super classy. Cassettes, guys. Yeah, that's a good one. Pretenders. Cause- Pretenders. Pretenders. And we all love them. <laughs> I love Pretenders. I, pretenders is a hill I will die on. Definitely. Uh, I, I will go to bat for Pretenders. You know, and, and not just that first run of Pretenders, but also things like Road Grabber. Road Grabber is amazing. Yeah, it really is. Beautiful colours. Lovely that you can put that sort of almost like heads-up display shield in vehicle mode and have the inner robot stand behind it. I love that toy. I love it too. It's kind of mad that like the the gimmick is man lies down in car, but it's it's, it's still good. Do you know what man I mean? Man in a man. It's yeah. man in a man. It is. It is. There's there's a lot of that weird stuff. And I remember someone online 
but I think I'd never, I posted a picture, I think it was Road Grabber uh, or Gunrunner, one of them. And they were like, they, they'd obviously never seen it before. And they were like, hang on. So the gimmick is that this is a line of toys of robots that turn into cars, except this dude doesn't turn into a car. He just like gets in a car. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. And, and they were a bit like, I don't really get that. And I was like, no, but you just have to kind of go with it, don't you? Yeah. It's just... It's just the beauty, the beauty of Transformers. Cool. <laughs> it looks cool. There you go. But yeah, no, I, I, I will defend Pretenders to the hilt. I think they're beautiful toys. Yes, the inner robots are, you know, have their compromises or whatever, but I just think overall they are stunning toys. Beautiful to own as well uh, now. Do you know what I mean? As, like, as vintage mm. specimens or whatever. But will you put the hats on? No. No hats. <laughs> no hats I'm in a... this house. I've learned about this recently when I started taking the hats off some of them and noticed that it was ripping the paint off. Yep. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, 6-0 likes his pretenders like himself with perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> no hats in this house. It's not got a Just little scarves. Hat. <laughs> I actually wore a hat today and my my, pretender scarf. my wife just <laughs> said to me, what is that on your head? So there you go. Oh, that's how little I wear hats. Um, Did you introduce it to the pretenders? Eh? Look at these guys. <laughs> just whipped them all out at the time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. she loves that stuff. No, they I... actually did display really well as well on shelves. I've got yeah, they're great. One one shelf for the five pretenders I have on display, and they just look really great together. They 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 make awesome displays. So colourful as well, and yeah. lovely paint and all of that. Um, yeah, I just yeah. But I, I, joking aside, I don't put the the helmets on mine because. As, as Liam quite rightly says, it scuffs the paint, unfortunately. So, And can I point out something that I had never noticed until, it must have been a couple of months ago, is I was actually looking at the back of the Pretenders and I was thinking, you know, the backpacks, how far down they go. It's like they would not be able to move their legs. <laughs> yeah. It never occurred to me. Like, They're bum the bags. Just, yeah, but they're sculpted, they're sculpted into the back of the knees. It's like, yeah, they really are. To move. It's there's really some, weird. There's some weird anatomy. <laughs> the bit that always gets me with Pretenders is the idea of it, of like, okay, so the... The Decepticons are giant monsters, which, I mean, are they fooling anyone at that point? Like, I, what's going on with that? I mean, really, does it make a lot of sense? Not really, but hey ho. And then the Autobots. Yeah, they do, of course. Um, and then the Autobots. Which one? Which one is Tom Selleck? One of them is Tom Selleck. That's Stranglehold. That's it. That's that's a year two pretender. Um, yeah, he's cool. Those are those are great. The 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 originals I prefer actually to the the smaller ones, but. Um, a bit like headmasters, but that's another running theme for you, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> but just continuing on there. But the 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 um, obviously the human guys, the Autobots. It just opens up a whole kind of question of like, hang on, how big are these humans? Do you know what I mean? And it, it's really really funny. Uh, in the comic, obviously, there um, it, it gets more confusing because you get scenes like where Cloudburst uh, transforms into his jet form. And then the shell rides in the cockpit of the jet form. And you're like, okay, what's going on here? How does this work? So, but I love that. Do you know what's quite fantastic about the three original Autobot ones as well? It's like when you look at their faces, they're quite shrunk down like they're wearing masks. Almost like there's COVID. Oh, not thought of that before. There you go. Yeah, if you look, they're sort of sunken in. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, see you next month. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining in. Thanks Ooh. for tuning in. Yeah. End yeah. on that note. There's an apologetic ramp for you. <laughs> <laughs> apologetic ramp. That's uh, that's definitely my new favourite phrase. 
So, uh, so what other gimmicks though have we not covered? Because obviously we've, there are plenty that we have mentioned, but there must be more. So let's do a bit of a, a speed round, see what you can think of. Go on, uh, Maz. Well, I, I don't think we gave enough uh, time to cassettes and you know just microman in general, one-to-one scale household objects. You know, yeah. well, not saying guns are household objects, but you know you've got the cassette players, <laughs> the cassettes themselves, uh, binoculars that were in microman, you know, reflector, the camera. You know, and then obviously the minibots were supposed to be like toy cars, little penny racers. That yeah. was just a, a really cool thing to start off the line with. And obviously it kind of gets lost in the whole Transformers cartoon bit and comic bit. But as a gimmick, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. And that's why real gear stuff cool. from the movies was was actually pretty cool as well. That that bit about the the penny racers actually intending the, them being intended to be toy cars originally yeah. is one of my favourite facts about Transformers. It, it's a great it. revelation, isn't it? Yeah, just when you, I remember it's one of those things you say when you first learn it that you're just like, oh, okay, that kind of makes more sense then. Yeah, and and it's just such a cooler toy for it as well. Yeah. You just appreciate it on a, on a slightly different level. Yeah, yeah, yeah cassettes. Yeah. I think cassettes are fantastic. Never had them as a kid. In fact, I had very few Microman-based toys as a kid. All of them were you know, the cars and the jets all came from Diaclone, mostly what I coveted. But yeah, I think uh, cassettes are super cool. Yeah, I would hold with that. I, rem- I remember getting a Soundwave for the first time. Uh, I talked about this in a video, actually, recently, because um, I was doing a video on the, the Ocular Max cassettes and mentioned about this. But um, yeah, Soundwave, my uh, uncle, my late uncle, uh, took me to the NEC Toy Fair when I was a teenager, and they and I and there for the first time I saw a Soundwave um, minted box and uh, bought it and still have it and it's still in great condition today, um, and I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, it, big big. I mean, never had it as a kid, but big love for the cassettes and that whole gimmick. And I think I just remember handling you know the buzzsaw and and all of that and just thinking this is absolutely terrific. Yeah, they are great. Definitely. So, any others then? Other gimmicks? Yeah, can, um, what about Mech, mech Tech? And mech Alive and mm. the Automorphic. So, if you remember in the movies, they had all those yeah, sort yeah. of little gear based bits where heads popped out. Or, oh, yeah. You know, sort of weapons that folded out of arms and things like that. That's a cool one. Speaking of movies, I, I love the Human Alliance line. I, I mean, that was obviously the gimmick was having a little, well, not so little, but a, a figurine that was quite good that could sit in the car and, and interact with it. and you know, they had like little platforms on their shoulders where they'd sit there and, you know, you could have Sam shooting a laser from Sideswipe's shoulder. But those Human Alliance toys, the large ones, were fantastic. I love that line. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I only have, I have the little Human Alliance Frenzy, which I think is a very cool little toy. Indeed. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one out there, uh, which we've only briefly alluded to, but Action Masters, mm. um, which is, you know, not everybody's choice. Yeah, not everybody's favourite thing. It's one of those that some people hate it to this day, but I love them. Absolutely love them. Uh, and I just think that uh, I'm so pleased now to see Super Seven doing those, uh, you know, like Bonzotron and uh, Bombshell. I really, really hope that they do more. Uh, have you seen those, Maz? I have seen them, and I was just thinking recently, I was handling. Uh, Didn't Action know if that would be on your, your radar. Well, I, I have Action Master Croc. And uh, yeah. I just love the sculpting and the colouring on it. And I saw an oh, because of your IDW. Yeah, I had to get one to do that photo yeah. for more than meets the eye forty-five. And, yeah, yeah. And I saw an auction recently for Treadshot, and I just thought it looks so cool. It's just as a figure, as a yeah. little sci-fi robot, and it's nicely based, painted, based on a transforming nice toy. Proportion. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, actually, is yeah based on a transforming toy, not a transformer, but uh, on a on a gun robo 
figure, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, Treadshot is a is a joy, definitely. Um, but the, I I really loved as well with Action Masters, just some of those original characters like Treadshot. Uh, you know, and then on the Autobots, you've got like Jackpot and Rollout and Mainframe. Mainframe, and yeah, Mainframe's cool. Rad. 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 Cool. Uh, you know, all those guys that you could tell. What I loved about them is that they clearly, whoever designed them, went, well, this is what it transforms into, and then it just doesn't. You know, so it's. Mm. Uh, but I like that you can kind of tell that they have alt modes. You know, that they're not just generic humanoid blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they obviously kind of thought through it enough. Uh, I mean, Treadshot is amazing up close because, you know, you've got the gun barrel in his chest and all of that kind of stuff. And it's uh, it's really, really very cool. Very nicely done. And who would have thought that if you get an Action Master Shockwave that's discoloured just enough, yeah. you've got yourself a uh, Radio Shack grey Astro Magnum Action <laughs> Master. I really want one now. I'm so jealous of that. It looked great, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really did. really did look cool. Uh, so any That more? would have been the first Shockwave, wouldn't it? That would have been released in the UK. We didn't get the purple one. We had the, we had obviously the various grey ones, sort of mm-hmm. Tandy Wave, but we didn't have an actual purple shot wave until Lecture Masters, would it? I think that's probably fair. Mm, I'd probably love true. a Tandy Wave. I'd love a Tandy Wave, a good one. I've got really one. Really nice to have that, I think. Do you have oh, one? Jealous. I do. It was in, do you remember that hall a long time ago? There was one in yeah. there. Fantastic. Nice, nice. Uh, Anything else? Um... I well, we've not talked about Beast Wars much, but there were some great gimmicks in Beast Wars. Um, Transmetals. Transmetals at Ace. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. I mean, the Chrome is not really oh. worth. You know, it, it's beautiful, but it flakes off on a lot of them anyway. Um, not all of them, actually. Some of them are fine. It's really, really weird. And some of them, uh, some of them can it can flake off in the box. Others can be fine for years. Uh, it's just pot luck, really, uh, with some of them. But the, did you hear? There's a rumor that they're going to reissue Transmetals. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some talk about it at the moment that, that Hasbro might be considering uh, reissuing some Beast Wars toys, uh, specifically Transmetals. So that would be fun to see because I think they're like a real, uh, like for a lot of people anyway that, that grew up with Beast Wars, I think that's a real popular part of the franchise. What about motorized Transformers? How do you feel about motorized Transformers? Omega Supreme, Trypticon, Skylinks? <sighs> Take it or leave it for me. Those aren't the features yeah. that would ever sell you on those toys, are they? No. Uh, it's not... Yeah. I, I was playing, actually, with Trypticon, my Trypticon reissue, G1, with uh, with my son recently, and he loved it. Um, but even he uh, was kind of over it in about five minutes. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like, <laughs> okay, it He's walks. obviously never seen the, the famous Trypticon races at DutchBot uh, that used yeah. to run. Well, that's probably when it's at its most entertaining, isn't it? Is like is those kind of silly things. Like I had a great fun, you know, doing my own little race and making a video of it. Of like, I think it was Slicer and um, Star Star Convoy. Convoy. Um, uh, You know, like I made a little video of it, and that was great fun. But that's kind of when those motorized gimmicks are the most fun for me. Is just like racing one against the other, as opposed to actually like individually thinking, "Wow, isn't it cool that Skylinks can walk." Well, it's the same with those pullback transformers, probably as well. You know, battle chargers and yeah. even mini spies, that kind of thing. The jump starters, yeah. Jump starters. Jump starters, yeah. Yeah. Well, throttle bots again. Yeah, I do want to quickly mention again Power Masters because I think we really did pass over those really quickly, and we kind of maybe left a sour taste by saying, you know, they break if you don't insert the Power Master engine. But how good as a 
as a subline are Power Master Transformers as Transformers sculpt wise, look wise, and just how good those toys are. You oh, think I agree. Of like Overlord, Power Master Prime to Getaway, and the fantastic Slapdash and and Double Dealer and the two de- two Power Master Jet Decepticons, and that is a supremely good line of Transformers. But again, it's that line of is it because the figure is really good or is the gimmick making it a good toy? And I think it's more that the figures were just really good. I agree. The gimmick itself is a weird one. Yeah, take um, it or leave it. Yeah, the, the gimmick is take it or leave it for me. Uh, I actually, I like the engine. I like the idea of, mm. of them being engines, but I think they probably came up with the idea of like, okay, now this year the men will be engines. And someone went, well, how does that integrate? And they're like, oh, like lock the transformation maybe? And... I just don't, I don't know, like, and it's telling probably that when you get like modern redos of Power Master toys, like Fans Hobbies Overlord and stuff like that, um, you know, that they, they don't do anything with it. They're just literally that the engines plug in and don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't that, detract at all from... No, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. no, nobody's sitting there missing that their toy can't transform without putting... Oh, them, I bet know. somebody is. I bet, I bet somebody is. <laughs> Some, somebody will be, sure. That, yeah. that yeah. one... That one person um, has not been catered to. Yes, no <laughs> doubt, writing angry letters. Um, but it's it's you know for for most people anyway, it's not a gimmick that you miss, is it necessarily? No. I'm going to lay one on you that we've not mentioned yet. Well, we kind of have. We've kind of mentioned it both bits of it, but we'd be absolutely awful if we didn't mention it at all. And that is MicroMaster combiners. Yeah, the six combiners. Just terrific toys. Yep. You're, you're, Everything about them's great. I, just, I love that sh- little line of Transformers. You're hunting for some now, right, Liam? I am, and it's purely because of you two and Mazza's love of Six-Wing. It's every yeah. time I see your photos of them, I'm like, I'm really sad that I don't have them. They're, they're terrific toys, honestly. All the joy of MicroMasters, but yeah. all the fun of Combiners as well. Yes. And it's just a and wonderful package. Great alt modes, just pure Transformers hitting every classic tick box that makes a toy a good Transformer. I mean, that, that combiner of six trains is wonderful. Six train is a real standout, yeah, and six liner. That, that's really, really good. I really like, uh, you know, on stuff like six turbo, that mm. then you get like the fireman with the little fire yeah. cap oh, and the, police, the policeman with the little police hat and things like that. It's really funny. But that is cool. It's just, I don't know, it's... The, it's it's some of the sort of Japanese Transformers that just don't take themselves too seriously. Do you know what I mean? And they, they do it really, really well. Um, it's the real transition into Brave there, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's definitely that flavour of going towards... And also, I love how the reissues of those toys improve so vastly upon the vintage ones. No oh. stickers, tampos, and uh, they just... And the colours they used on Decepticon Six Wing Beautiful. versus the the Autobot one is is pure nineteen eighty eight energy, isn't it? It's just everything about post movie Decepticon that's definitely that's right. I mean, there's part of me that would be curious to kind of, I guess, own the originals, but I, I'm not feeling a burning need for it. You know, the reissues are so good. Yeah, and, and they're so difficult to find without yellowing the originals. Uh, uh, yeah. There were quite a lot more white toys in the original ones. Like Six Wing had a lot of white parts. Six Builder, the I think it's the right shoulder has the crane that was all white, I and mean, it's impossible to get that without yellowing now mm. and so as we were talking about earlier i was just saying that um the micromasters covered pretty much everything yeah just yeah. there with the combiners you had the combiners with the pretender shells as well what which one what what it was oh no sorry oh, like okay. dino king yeah dino yeah. king yeah oh, right okay yeah, I, was, for a minute, I was isn't there yeah, yeah. I get, well, okay i guess you could <laughs> do you I count mean, that as the combiners 
tiny enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the combined it's, form. It's really, they're, really small. They're, they're, they're very small toys, aren't they? I, for a minute, I was like thinking, what have I missed? Do you know what I mean? This amazing thing. But no, you're right. I guess, yeah, if, I guess there's a bit of debate about if they're legitimately MicroMasters or not. Just like, you know, some people consider Land Cross to be a MicroMaster set mm. or not. Um, so, but uh, yeah, no, just no. Very small transformers. Just tiny, not tiny, small. But tiny that, guys. They do it right though. The, the same reason G1 MicroMasters are so appealing. It's like it's the perfect transformers aesthetic, but tiny. Do you remember Sixo uh, at TFN when I saw? Yes. Th- I don't know if it was Birdbrain or uh, which one it was. I think in it was Birdbrain. On the Toyfu table, this tiny, perfect G1 Transformers robot, but tiny. And I thought, what is that? And I, I'd I never remember. Seen the, uh, I remember your I reaction. Sold, yeah. Sold immediately. And, and I'm still trying to find a nice set. Just don't know if I can go down that route because of everything that comes with trying to get a nice Monstructor. It's hard because the shells are a bugger as well. Honestly, they're just, you know, they, they, they kind of melt almost. You know what I mean? They're just... <laughs> They're just very, and they're oily and all of that. Do you know what I mean? Discoloration. Great, great gimmick. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a bit they're, they're, oil. Yeah, you know that kind of like oily, rubbery texture that the, the, yeah. the yeah they kind of got that going on. But um, it's it's a weird one, definitely. Um, but they are lovely toys. I really really like them for sure. Um, yeah, no, I I'm really pleased with my set. Has to be said. But uh, yeah, definitely hard to track down. I think we've pretty much covered what there is to cover. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I'm sure someone will, right now, be thinking of something that we've not mentioned. There's going to be someone going, but they didn't talk about Transformers Prime or those disc launches or something else. Oh, man. It? Well, there's but just so there's much. There's so much you can fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I should, should definitely give an honourable mention to Optimus Prime's trailer. I mean, how much mileage have I gotten out? of Prime's trailer in the last few years <laughs> in photography, whether it's the G1 Prime or the Masterpiece Prime or the bootleg oversized Wei Jang Masterpiece Optimus Prime trailer. It's a great piece of kit that has never stopped giving. Mm, it is a good one. It is a good one. But yeah, I mean, ultimately we could be here, you know, all night and uh, when, when would it end? You know what I mean? There's always going to be some gimmick or, or something. Uh, so, you know, maybe if people are listening to this, don't judge us too harshly for not mentioning your, your favourite gimmick. Do you know what I mean? If you're a <laughs> big fan of, like, Generation 2 Power Masters or something, do you know what I mean? Just, like, lay off a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, it's just terrific, isn't it? And, of course, uh, one thing that we didn't say, but uh, a few people did mention on Twitter, was that, of course, the greatest gimmick, really, is Transformation. And there's nowhere yeah. else to go after. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end of it, there, there, isn't it? That's just yeah. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So okay, well, it's been fun. It's been a real pleasure, lads. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for joining us for this first episode of Triple Takeover in our discussion about gimmicks in the Transformers line. Six uh, O, Liam, why don't you tell us where we can find your stuff if if anyone wants to follow you on social? Go on, Liam. Uh, I can be found anywhere there is an at followed by Toybox Soapbox. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm uh, 6O, so I'm on, yeah, same. I'm 6OTF on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of that kind of clobber. You can find me on YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash 6OTF. You can find me on TF Square One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for joining everybody and we'll catch you next time. If there's any gimmick that you feel we didn't mention in the episode, feel free to you know, send us a message on social and tell us what your favourite gimmick is if we didn't bring it up. Was it a Predator Jet? Was it the Super Sight? Be in touch. 
Until next time.